Tony, before we get going here, I feel like we should talk about something. You know what? Let me take a page out of one of your favorite wrestlers books. If I can be serious for a moment, I'd like to talk about savecade.com, which actually isn't all that serious at all. Tony over at savecade.com. That's S A V E C A D E like Starcade, except with save in front. You can go ahead and buy a house with no money down. That's right. Get out of that old cramped apartment and get into a brand new house and do it for your family with my family. First family mortgage. We make it fast and easy over at savecade.com. Isn't that right, Tony? A lot of benefits by going to savecade.com, Conrad. Reduce your monthly payments. You can skip your next two house payments. Get a greater tax deduction. You can consolidate your debt. It's all part of savecade.com, and this is the place to go. And if nothing else, you go to savecade.com, you get to see Tony Schiavone in full fat mode. Yeah, I guess we should mention that Tony Schiavone is singing opera right now over at savecade.com. He'll do whatever it takes to save you some money. Check it out right now. Savecade.com, whether you're a renter and looking to get out of that apartment into a new house, or maybe you'd like to get out of some debt, some credit card debt, some car loans, a second mortgage, or maybe worst of all, if you're in a 30 year loan, what are you doing? Get out of debt faster and do it with cheaper monthly payments and make it happen right now. At savecade.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Welcome to WHW Monday. Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA and Jim Rocket Promotion. Tony Effers what they win. Look, Shivani's back again. World title split off center stage. Bischoff, Disney Hogan, and Nitro. New World Order and the Crow. Under Russo, Arquette Champ, Vinny Mac, simulcast. Tony's back with Conrad, not your classy podcast. Watch a long try not to laugh, Lois rules cat back. This wasn't the initial plan, Tom Zing's a good looking man. Quad like Bill, make a chair. Tommy, you come over here. What happened when? WHW Monday. And now, let's go to the ring, and here's your co-host, Hey Hey. Hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When with Tony Schiavone. Tony, what's going on, man? How are you? Conrad, what's going on? How you doing, buddy? Man, I'm a little tired, but I'm ready to kick it into high gear today because it's Great American Bash 1992. I think it's probably one of the low-key best years of WCW history nobody really talks about, and uh, they're doing it without flair, which is uh, rather mm-hmm. unique, but still... The in-ring action, something else. We're going to go all the way back to July 12th, 1992. And we appreciate everybody joining us here on what happened when this is going to be a, a fun show, big van Vader and sting for the world heavyweight championship in the main event. Yeah, it's going to be a fun show, but there's a lot of tag team wrestling going on in this show because it's a, uh, it's for the NWA WCW world tag team unified tag team championship. It's also the bill Watts era. 
And uh, so that means uh, there's a lot of focus on wrestling and not much focus on talking. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, and so I, I'm looking forward to the show, and I'm sitting here with a big heart on. Mm. Um, because you're looking forward to seeing Dr. Death or because you've been taking too much blue chew? Because I've been taking too much blue chew. Thank you for leading me into that. And that's right. You know, they say if uh, you take too much blue chew, and the warning is if you get a heart on more than four hours. Oh, you know, no, that's not real. Come on. Here's the reality. I mean, before Blue Chew, you, could, you didn't even remember the last time you got a stiffy. That's right. And now you can have stiffies almost on command because Blue Chew is the world's first chewable. So it works. It can work faster than a regular, you know, Viagra or Cialis. And oftentimes even up to twice as fast because it's a chewable and you can take it on a full or empty stomach. It's made right here in the USA. I mean, Blue Chew has changed your life. Tell everybody about all that pipe you've been slinging. Well, I, I, that's, a, that's a good way to put it. I've been slinging some shit. I can tell you that. And uh, I, one of the great things, and one of the things I liked about Blue Chew was it comes right to your door, man. Right to your door. You don't have to go in and talk to a doctor say, Doc, I need something for a hard-on because I need to lay some pipe. Or as you say, sling some pipe. Uh, and it gives me confidence in bed every time. And I love it. The big L loves it. Uh, and it's, you know, we're senior citizens now. At least she is. I'm getting close. So uh, it's changing our life. So here's what here's the deal, Conrad. We want our listeners of What Happened When to enjoy the hard-on that I'm enjoying. Yeah, let's find out what happened when you brought home some hashtag super hard dick. And Tony, we've got a special offer right now where you don't have to go to the doctor. You don't have to go to the pharmacy. You just go online. You're very quickly prescribed. Thanks to an online physician, a bluechew.com certified physician. And before you know it, in a discreet package, your magic package shows up and inside a box of hard-ons and a (laughs) great time. But how much does all that cost, Tony? It costs zero. Nothing. What? Free hard-ons from what happened when? Nothing, nothing, nothing. And we've been doing this for quite a while, haven't we? Can Man. you imagine how many hard-ons we have given out for free across the world? I gave three just yesterday. <laughs> Only thing you got to do is pay $5 shipping. And here's how it happens. Go to bluechew.com. Use the promo code WHW. That's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Use the promo code WHW. Get your first order free. Huh? Nothing. Huh? Yeah, just paid $5 shipping, free hard-ons. We've been doing it for quite a while now, and it's become quite the rage around the world. Free hard-ons, thanks to Blue Chew and what happened when. Well, without further ado, let's get to Great American Bash 1992. I didn't mean for that to rhyme. Uh, July 12th. So getting your uh, WWE Network. Is Lois around, or, I mean... Have you put her in a full body cast now? Thanks to blue Chew? Can she give us a countdown? Uh, well, I haven't put her in a full body cast, but she is in a much better mood now. Oh, there you go. I mean, yes, yeah, she's in a great mood. So we're going to bring her in and have her do our countdown for great American bash 1992. Okay. I'm up here with Matt. Yeah. I came to see the baby. We're going to do a countdown. Yeah, yeah we are. I'm you excited. Know, yeah, I am too. I've you never know, done a countdown. You know what dad said? Dad yeah. said, I'm happiest I've ever been in a long time. 
That was the lead up to this countdown. Oh, are you? You happy? know what? Oh, well, hell yes. Oh. But anyway, okay. Three, three, two, two one, one, play. This is available in stereo. We're available. Take a look at these tag teams, Conrad, and take a look at the talent. And the, well, there's Michael Hayes. Oh, oh, come on now. What's wrong with you? Okay. I, I, that kind of surprised me. Uh, a bunch of Japanese wrestlers. And here it is, Sting and Big Van Vader. We're coming to you from beautiful Albany, Georgia. Albany's a great city, Conrad. The great American trash. 1992. <laughs> Thank you. I just love that. What's funny is when I think of Albany, I think of New York and of course we're in Georgia. Yeah. You know, I've always liked Albany, Georgia. It's kind of a remote huh? city. Huh? It's very South Georgia. Huh? Yeah. Come on. Come on. If you live in Huntsville, Alabama, you have no problem with Albany, Georgia. They're not hurting anybody. The only problem is that they, Hey, Tony Schiavone here looking skinny hair, a little bit of blonde. Talking to the boss, Magnum TA. Magnum, is it true you drove all the way to Las Vegas? Yes, I did. Got in my truck, drove all the way across the country to become part of StarCast 2. And I understand there's a StarCast 3 going in Chicago. I don't know if I'm going to be there or not. Well, I know I'm going to be there, but for only one day because I got football that weekend. But I'll be there on a Thursday, and I'll be also talking to Cody Rhodes and this, of course, is brought to you by StarCast. We want to let you know that Dr. Death Steve Williams was in a three-point stance for some unknown reason and ran right through Scott Steiner and hurt his knee. And then later on, Scott Steiner tried to belly-to-belly, -belly, and that motherfucker Terry Gordy clipped him from behind, and Doc looked like he was going to try to fuck him, but one, two, three, got the three count. So Magnum TA, that's it. Now back to StarCast 3. I'll be in Chicago I'll be there. I'll be doing something with Cody Rhodes. I think I'm doing something with Dean Malenko. The fact is, <laughs> Conrad's the boss, and whatever he says, wherever he says to go, I'll do. Speaking of that, Conrad was having his eyes checked the other day, and uh, he was in, uh, in this place in Huntsville where, actually, they do have doctors in Huntsville, believe it or not. Those doctors look like they came from Korea, but no, they're doctors in Huntsville. That's right. We understand that they have great optometrists in Huntsville. No one has glasses in Huntsville. Huntsville has a great great eye uh, care, uh, and they, they need an eye care because they've got the Redstone Arsenal and they build those, uh, those spaceships out there as well. Okay. Let's take a look at the tag team championship bracket. There you see uh, Gordy and Williams. They are already advanced. Jushin Thunder Liger and Brian Pillman will be together. I'm sure Pillman's going to get a lot of pussy after this show here tonight. Also Rick Root and Steve Austin will be together. One of those guys dead. The other guy's the biggest star in the business. Guess which one that is, Magnum TA. Enough of us talking. Enough <laughs> of us talking about the eyes. We're going to go down to my friend, the number one wrestling announcer in the entire world, Jim Ross, along with Jesse the Body Ventura. Let's go to ringside. Hey, is time for wrestling, or is it time for those two slap dicks to talk? Do I still have to fill the people come out? Here Her. it is, JR. Go ahead. Her. That's right. I'm standing here <laughs> next to a crayon explosion. How exactly would you describe your outfit? Is this the discount rack at Nasty Boys R Us? What's going on today, Jesse? No, uh, what happened was Shivani drank some paint and then jacked off on me. And that's exactly what it looks like right here. He had a big old shot of uh, buffalo cream on my left side that's purple, a little bit on the right side that's green. But Shivani, fuck it. I know it smells. Or Ross, fuck it. I know it smells, but I like it. Well, that's exactly right. And if anything, I know it's, uh, it's about smells, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, that's a lot. Thanks to blue chew. Let's go to the back. Let's talk to our bosses. 
Well, let, let, let me ask you this, Bill. Here's something funny. You're trying to preach 80 years old and I'm still in the business. I'm running SmackDown right now. Now I'm not going to run it to the ground because I'm going to have some real money behind me this time. And people who really know how to run wrestling, not like the fucks that you and I worked for back at this moment in 1992. Well, we'll see about that. I have it on good authority. Every goddamn promotion you've ever touched went down and lost a ton of money. Uh, according to the rumor and innuendo, WCW lost like 60, 80, fuck. I don't know more millions of dollars than I ever lost in 30 years combined. And then as if that wasn't enough, you convince this old press lady in Nashville and, and her jack off parents to go ahead and invest in a promotion centered around Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Who thought that was a good idea? Heard you lost tens of millions of dollars there too. So if you're thinking what I'm thinking, well, Vince McMahon, here comes that L we've been looking to give you ever since. Maybe this is like the reverse of when Razor and Diesel went to WCW. Maybe now you're you're going back. Maybe Ted Turner sent you back and he wrote you a check to go back and just bring down WWE from the inside out. And 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 the way to do that is to crush the only shot they've ever had at broadcast television. I'm telling you, SmackDown on Fox is going to take you two years. I'm talking about two years. That whole fucking company is going to crumble, and it's going to be thanks to this guy right here. Yeah, but I've kissed Stephanie. Uh, let's go to the ring. Wow. What an interview, huh? Man, they are fired up today. Woo. Nothing like Bill Watts starting out, getting the show up and running. Here we go. Whoa, Brian Pillman and Jushin Thunder Liger. Man, what a tag team. God damn. Yeah, you're right, man. And you tell me that Liger is still wrestling, right? Yeah. His last match will be at uh, Wrestle Kingdom in uh, the to Tokyo Dome this coming January. Wow. His last match, that's it kind of his retirement, his swan song. Yeah. He announced that he's going to do a one year retirement tour and he's on it right now. It's going to culminate on uh, January 4th or January 5th, uh, right there in Tokyo, Japan at the uh, Tokyo dome. Okay. Let me ask you a very serious question. Yeah. Okay. How do we know that's really Jushin Thunder Liger? I mean, how do I know that I'm really talking to Tony Schiavone? You know, well, I have a mask on. You see, I mean, look, Kiss just announced that they that Kiss probably can can go on forever with other members with a face paint on that'll look the same. You can put a guy in a mask the same size as Jushin Thunder Liger, and he can wrestle forever. This may not be the same guy that's wrestling right now. They may say it is. They may make us think it is, but it may not be. So how do we know it's really Jushin? How do we know? that the guy wrestling is not right here. Brad Armstrong. We don't know that he's got a mask on. Well, it's a, he's on pay-per-view. So it's clearly not Brad Armstrong. <laughs> and it's not the goddamn candy man either. Nikita Koloff and Ricky steamboat. What an odd team. This is. Yeah. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a hush. What? What you go? You go do what? I'm a, I'm a hush. You go to hush. Yeah. Why are you going to hush? Well, I was about to say something real mean and I was going to regret it. So I just decided I just keep that one to myself. Has that ever stopped us on this show? Well, I'm trying to turn over a new leaf. Oh, you are? Nah, fuck that. It was just, that one was even too far for me. I was like, oh fuck. I'm going to have to clean that up. I'm just going to hush. But you know what? We might make that a shirt. I'm on hush. You don't have to hush. I feel I like can, I, you don't have to hush. We can just mark the time and I can edit it out. Ha! <laughs> I have a, I have a feeling you've already marked one time today. <laughs> yes, I, yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> right at the beginning, Mark. <laughs> <sighs> well, you know, sometimes you get away with shit and sometimes you can't. 
And I hope they get away with a good match here. Brian Pittman and Nikita. Oh, Nikita doesn't want to touch. Oh, they finally hook up. You know, realistically, has there been a match, a tag team match like this, where three or pro- three of the four are three of the greatest wrestlers of all time, and the fourth one? Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> wow. I don't believe you're talking about Steamboat like that. Uh, now, I know you're talking about you're shitting on Nikita. Uh, he wasn't a great wrestler, but he was a great character. Not in 92. What's that? Not in 92. No, no, you're right. By no, the way, they, uh, th- this, this version of Nikita, I mean, is this the steroid free version? Is that what's going on here? Uh, well, it's the, I don't know if it's a steroid free version, but he's, uh, his life is changing for him. He still looks pretty jacked up. Doesn't he here? Is this after his wife passed away? Uh, wow. That's a good question. I think it is. I think, it you is know, I, I I've told the story that I, that I got them their first date. Right. I've told that story here. No, I haven't. No, maybe you have, but tell it again. Okay. So here's the story. Uh, every, if, if you watch old WCW Saturday nights, the old studio shows, uh, there was a girl who was in the stands and dusty would come out. She was a beautiful girl and he would call her miss Alabama, miss Alabama. They'd take a shot and she'd wave. Well, she was really hot and Nikita really thought she was good looking. And Nikita said, uh, would you, uh, get in touch with her and see if she would go out with me? I said, are you serious? He said, yeah. I said, okay. Cause you know, he was living the gimmick. I mean, he was really Nikita Koloff. He was really the Russian. I don't know how this came about Conrad, but I remember calling her when I was in the Crockett office. Mm. I don't know how I got her number. And I remember, uh, her, I remember very distinctly. I said, I'm calling, uh, because, uh, and we talked for a little while about wrestling and I'm calling because Nikita would like to go out with you. She said, are you serious? I said, yes, I am. She said, I'd love to go out with him. And I said, okay. Uh, I said, I will give him your number. And I called Nikita. I said, you're in. He said, okay. And that led to the marriage. So I'm the one that set up their first date because he wanted me to do it because he was still living the Russian gimmick. So, uh, the lady you're talking about is Mandy Smithson. That's right. They would go on to marry September 20th, 1988. Unfortunately, she passed away nine months later. June 14th, 1989 from Hodgkin's disease. That's the bad news. The good news is, uh, when Nikita goes to the funeral for his wife, Mandy, uh, he meets one of her very best friends, a lady named Victoria. And he married her the next year and they were together 17 years and had a couple kids and roll tide. So there you go. The lesson we learned from Nikita is. You know, see it all the way through. <laughs> I got another story too. I don't know that we're going to be able to beat, uh, that one. <laughs> yeah, we are. Oh, I can't wait. Okay. As, as you probably know, uh, you may not know the wrestlers when we worked in, and we're talking about back in the eighties now when, whoa, how about Liger getting some movement here. The rest of, we worked back in the 1980s. We worked at the Omni. Uh, we worked, uh, Columbus, Georgia. We worked the studios. Uh, 
And there was one place where the wrestlers always went to eat afterwards. And that was Malone's or back then it was called Simon Malone's. Anybody who was in, was a wrestling fan knew that's where the place, it was close to the airport. Mandy was, uh, God bless her. I liked her. She was very nice to me, but she was kind of wacky. And she went in, uh, she went in one time and was having a few drinks with some of the guys and, and having a good time. Just, uh, nothing, nothing wrong. Nothing bad happened. No sex, nothing like that. And she left. She came back the next time. Magnum tells me the story and there he and Dusty and a bunch of them, they're just eating, you know, getting ready to, to hop a plane or whatever. She walks in and walks by him and ignores him. And Magnum says to her, he says, Hey, Mandy, come here a second. And she walks over and he says, you were friendly and you were uh, having drinks with us. And we were eating last time and you were just uh, very engaging. And now you ignore us and walk by us. And she went, Oh, I'm sorry. I have an identical twin sister. That must've been her. Um, and Magnum said, you're full of shit. No, I really do. I have an, and of course she didn't have an identical twin sister, but that's how wacky she could be. Wait a minute. She didn't have a twin sister. No, she didn't have a twin sister. Was her, was her last name Pritchard? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Why did, I don't know. Why does Bruce have twin sisters? No, I was totally, I mean, I was just asking, you know, okay. Just, uh, just, cra- I mean, that's how she was, she could be really wacky. I mean, uh, wacky in this hat in the front row. What the fuck is that thing? <laughs> I don't know. It's a, looks like a goddamn fishing hat. They, they do some fishing down in Albany, Georgia. They had a big flood down there. So they had a lot of fish floating through the uh, main street down there. You know, the problem with people in Albany is they're Florida state fans, which who fucking knows why they would be. Look how, look how, uh, the lighting is here. I know you have an opinion and I think mine's different. What say you? I think the, the ring could be lit better, but I like the fact that it's dark. Uh, wh- what say you, the well, fans are dark. I'll, well, that's a little racist. God damn. No, no. The, the, the lighting is dark. Some bitch. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, no, I li- I like it. I like when it's just the ring that's lit. It feels sort of old school. It looks like um a house show, and I kind of like it because it's different. You know, I think it's too lit otherwise. Like these well, days I think sometimes it's too lit. I want to go back to I was watching I uh, was watching Raw this past weekend or this past week. I DVR'd it and watched it. And there were were a couple of angles that I thought were pretty good. All right? But the crowd is so lit. And the crowd didn't react to any of those. They just kind of sat in their hands. I thought it was a pretty good angle, but the crowd didn't react to it. And the fact that the crowd was so lit and didn't react to the angle made the angle not as good as it should have been. Is that valid? Yes. So I, I agree. I, I think there, there should be, uh, and I, I get it. I understand you want to light the crowd. You want to make it look good for a TV show. You want to show the people on TV. we got a lot of people there. I, I don't think that really is, is that important for a good TV show anymore? Uh, that's just my fault. Look at Pillman and we got two great performers in the ring here, Conrad. I mean, you've got three of the all time best. And then a guy who married a woman who 
who pretended to have an identical twin, <laughs> but that works out because he pretended to be Russian. That's exactly right. Two people pretending. All right. Shadota, I don't know if I can be with you any longer. I'm so attracted to your identical twin sister. Oh, I was not cheating on you. That is my mistake. I must have fallen victim to your identical twin sister. Well, them Russians, they're kind of gullible. Yeah, a friend of mine once told me that Russian is code for titty fucking. I did not know that, and I called bullshit. I Googled it. Do not Google that. Oh, look at that. One, two. Wow, I didn't know if Steamboat was going to be doing the job here or not. <laughs> Russian is code for titty fucking. <laughs> if you go on Urban Dictionary and look up Russian titty fuck, it <laughs> will say. You want me to mark that too? <laughs> a man thrusts his penis in between a woman's boobs while downing a bottle of vodka. <laughs> AKA Thursday at the Conradison. <laughs> By the way, our vodka is from America now. It's Tito's. It's made in Austin, Texas. Fuck that Russian vodka shit. Uh, you like Tito's? Oh, yes, I do. You know why? No. Because they support, uh, they support, uh, dogs and homeless shelters for dogs. Jesus. Yep. So that's what I'm into that. You know, what doesn't cross my mind when I'm at the goddamn liquor store <laughs> and <Dogs>. animal shelters. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does for some people, Conrad, I'm uh, sure it does for a lot of people. So there you go. But you know what? Let's, let's do that here on the show. People should listen to our show because we support animal shelters. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. I have given, uh, I've given money to animal shelters. There was a, there was a dog, uh, within the last three years, uh, that, uh, suffered some burns because some idiot burned it with chemicals. Uh, and, uh, I, uh, gave the shelters or gave the people some money to help, uh, the dog, come back and now the dog has been adopted and i think that's great so uh there's a lot of things that we do support on this show as you know but an animal is the one that's very close to my heart i also support uh overdosing on blue chew and having a heart on for 15 hours here's a cover one two a two count they are not related dogs and blue chew Although, wouldn't it be great to see a dog eat blue chew and that red dick come out and just stick out in the air? What? You, I just uh, would just kind of, I don't know why that hit my mind right there. Here's a cover. One. Whoa. Only got a one count. Oh, juice and thunder lager. Oh. So are we sure this is the real juice and thunder lager? I, I hate to bring that up again. I know this could be anybody in the mask. Oh, that's him. I can tell. Never mind. Had a close up of his face. That's him. Hell, it could be Mike Jackson in a mask. Don't you think? I mean, really? No. Okay. Could have been one of the fucking ding dongs. I'll tell you this. I feel like our referee here yeah. has been to a lot of REO Speedwagon shows. <laughs> He's got a denim jacket. He's got T tops in his 
Trans Am. Is that the typical REO Speedwagon fan? He's got the best of Travis Tritt on cassette tape. He drinks Miller High Life. Oh, God. What do you Remember? think? What do you think? Uh, Nikita Koloff's dating profile looked like. Let's pretend oh, that after, after Nikita found himself a single man, yeah, he turned to a dating app mm-hmm. and he had to write a bio about himself. Right. What do you think Nikita would have put down? He would put down a born in golden Minnesota. Real name is Scott Simpson. Uh, and, no, no, uh, you can't, change- do that. You, you can't see. The whole Change. premise is fucked because you just said a minute ago, he wouldn't even call a chick on the phone because he was living the gimmick. So he's going to have to, on this dating no. app, keep it up. Uh, no, because you want to be real on the dating apps. Don't you think? I mean, oh, I you, mean, you, you clearly don't know anything about the dating apps. I mean, I mean, don't you think that, I mean, I would, I would never put a picture of a better looking guy on a dating app. I would put my picture. I would tell the truth. I would not, I would, I would not have a, a, a nice picture of me. I would have what Tony Schiavone really looked like. Um, so I, I can't imagine him doing anything, but he would say, you know, I, I legally changed my name to Nikita Koloff and Nikita S Koloff. Uh, I've, uh, I'm, I'm getting into religion. I'm going to grow my hair. Uh, I'm going to stop taking the gas and I'm going to be a straight up good guy. And I'm going to run a church in North Carolina one day and I'm going to get out of wrestling, uh, because I've heard enough people. Uh, this is fucking oh, lame. Okay. This, this that, is the worst idea I've ever had on the show. And I'm sorry. Everybody uh, had to uh, suffer through that. Oh, I thought you was talking about that spot by Jushin Thunder Liger. No, everything Jushin Liger does in this match is incredible. He did a, a, a great move there. And you said, this is fucking lame. You sure? That's what you look at that, man. Well, I'm talking about the words that are falling out of your mouth. Oh, so you don't, you don't, you don't think, you don't think that's a good profile for Nikita Koloff? No. All right. Well, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, because I understand that all the, the dating apps and dating sites are, are legit. And what you see on there is, you know, swipe left or swipe right. Uh, they're real. Um, have you ever gone on those dating sites just to be curious and look? No. Me neither. No, my friends have. Uh huh. I, uh, I have a buddy in Nashville who's had a lot of luck, a lot of luck. Okay. What do you call luck on these dating sites? Just finding your, your, your life's uh, partner or getting fucked one, two, got a two count. Tony, (laughs) I don't even know how to respond to you with that. Really? Uh, well, I mean, you say a lot of luck. How do you define luck? Nappy dugout. (laughs) Run that one by me again. Nappy dugout, nappy dugout. Guess what? We got a new shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Who's our shirt guy? Write that one down. Fucker. <laughs> Watch out. Whoa. Oh, a missile drop kick from the top. Oh, and another one. Brian Pillman just kicking everyone. Kick the referee while you're at it. Nope. What cover one, two, but he only got a two count. Oh, can I give you a little scoop? Yeah, I love scoops. I'm announcing the Starcast after party this week. Oh, great. 
That is tremendous. You won't be there, of course, but you'll be sad that you missed it. You know what? When I announced that you may fly back right. from Atlanta, you may say, fuck that. I'm, I'm not missing that. I'm coming back. Right. I just, what the fuck? Speaking of missing shit, that was a missed spot there. Uh, I might, because I've got to, you know, I've got to be in, I've got to be in Nashville on Saturday because we're opening up against Vanderbilt that Saturday and I may just come back. I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at it either. So there you go. Uh, are our, uh, blue chew girls going to be there? Well, I mean, if I'm doing something, you got to think blue Chew's figured in somehow, right? Yeah. Is Whitney going to be there? You think? Uh, probably not. You know, yeah. she, she's, she's, uh, living the celebrity life in Las Vegas and LA and all that. Yeah, no, you know, she, she and I have kind of become friends on, on Twitter. Mm. You seen that or not? All right. Uh, does Lois know? Uh, no, mm. easy, easy. Just because we're friends on Twitter doesn't mean anything. Uh, I, there was a, there was a tweet that went out that said, what are you looking forward most at Starcast three? And her reply was seeing Tony Schiavone again. Hmm. That's what, and I went, holy shit. I well, love you, Whitney. Well, maybe and she is coming one, two. And she said, I love you. Oh, come on. A girl, a young, beautiful woman. Who's a porn star. It is not want anything to do with an old fucker like me. Hang Blue on Ch- now. Hang on now. She knows your gimmicks working. She knows the hardware is working. She knows you got the blood flow. She knows that you can. Shampoo, a water Buffalo. <laughs> I mean, and, and as wow. you've, you've told us here on the show, there's a lot to love these days. Hmm. Uh, anyway, that's Hi- just hypothetically, if she did come, would it be, well, we know she'd come. Would it be the greatest night in the history of our great sport? No, it would not. I, I would not. No, would not. Why not? Because it's just a, it's just a, a funny thing. Uh, on Twitter. That's all it is. It's no, it's, where's a backslide one, two. Uh, Why are you changing the subject? Lois ain't going to be there. No, I, I'm not changing the subject. I just uh, backslide. I thought the match was over. What the fuck was that? Why, why can't we get adult film stars to Starcast, but we can't get Lois? You ever think about that? Yeah, I thought about that. What's up with that? I don't know. She doesn't want, unless she. Unless she's going to see her grandchildren, she doesn't want to leave the house. What if I booked all the Shivani kids, even the jobber one? Would she show up then? Uh, she probably would. Yes. Oh, well, I'm in. Yeah. Uh, she's really into her two, two newest grandbabies, really into them big time. So yes, she would. All right. We got a schmoz going on. That means the finish is coming up. Steamboat Rosie above. There it is. One, two, three. Saw that one coming. Didn't you? Yeah. You can tell just the way he was laying on him. Yeah. You can just tell what, I mean, once all four start going at it, that was almost like back then. And maybe even is today, the key that there's going to be a finish and the fans kind of got into it. Hell yeah, they did. Yeah. That was a pretty good opening match, man. They gave them their time. You know, I think these days the opening match tends to be pretty fast paced like this, but it usually goes a little longer and, and they gave them some time here on this one. Yeah, they gave him about 20 minutes or so. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, R E O. One, two, three. I love that. Okay. Shatota goes to my dating site. Hmm. Go ahead. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, what a fine in-ring performance we've seen there. But if you think you like that flippity floppity that Juice and Thunder Leaguer was doing, you wait until old Dr. Death gets out here. He's going to run through your ass today, Jesse. Well, I tell you what, Jim Ross, he may may want to run through my ass, but he better let me know so I can take this coat off and hang it up because this coat is a classic. Well, I wouldn't say all that. It it does look like it's uh well, it looks like it's out of the Elton John collection and, uh, and so do the glasses. Have you seen the new Elton John movie? I was disappointed myself. Speaking of disappointments, here's the new head of Fox's SmackDown. He's here with old school board and ham cubes and, 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 and school board, uh, ham cubes. I have it on good authority that, uh, in a little while, you guys are going to try to hog tie your opponents, stick Sharpies up their ass. Well, we've done it before. We'll do it again. We stuck it up the ass of chip Burnham. Chip Burnham was a great promoter, but he kept running his mouth. So what we did, we took some duct tape. We tied his hands together. We put it behind him. We put duct tape on his mouth, and then we stuck Sharpies up his ass. He liked it. You know that? You know what Chip Burnham is doing today? He's dead. That's right. He died a couple of years ago, and we feel bad about that because Chip was a good guy. You know why he was a good guy? He liked getting Sharpies stuck up his ass. And Bischoff, had I known that you'd still be, uh, yeah, Listen, here's the fact that I'm not going to take a Sharpie and stick it up any of the parents' ass that come to meet with the school board. I won't do that. That was back in other days. But the fact was, I still could do it. I could do it. I could stretch every fucking parent out there. And I just might do it if you get me mad enough. Do you know who you're fucking with? We were badasses. We were legit. We were wrestlers. No one wanted to fuck with us. Well, let me say this. One of these days, I'll be running SmackDown. Wait, (laughs) it's right now. The great American trash continues as we are in Albany, Georgia, the Albany civic center. Great city. How about the, uh, the dual entrances? What do you think about this? One side for baby faces, one side for heels. Uh, that is typical bill Watts. He brought that back. I, I understand that. What do you think about it? I like it. Old school to me likes it. You don't No, I do. Hiroshi Hase and Shinyada, big fat Hashimoto. Holy shit. Two absolute fucking legends. Hashimoto, a Japanese icon. And, uh, there you go. There goes Mr. Big gold belt himself strutting that ass. And he looks like he too enjoys a little Ario speed wagon. <laughs> uh, did you like Ario speed wagon? No. Okay. I mean, you know, I'm, I can't say that I hate them, okay. uh, but it's like, you know, who gives you know, a fuck? You know, the, the silly thing about what we're watching is that Michael Hayes still wears a hat. Yeah. Everywhere he goes. I mean, you know why that is though? Uh, cause he's losing hair on the top. Yes. Okay. I get it. If you can do one, like if I can do one prank in wrestling, I think it would be to cut off Michael Hayes's hair. <laughs> really? Cause here's the thing. I think if, if, if we had like a hair intervention with Michael, yeah, he'd be super hot. As you know, I mean, we'd probably have to fucking fight, but right. he'd come around to it and he'd, he'd like it. Right. I know he would. What would he say? You think, how would he say it? <laughs> I just, 
I'm just, I'm just all, I'm, I'm all in for a Michael Hayes, uh, promo here. I, can you believe that the thing about Michael Hayes that I really appreciate, he thinks he's cool. Well, but you know, right now in, 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 in 2019 or right here is where we're looking at every day he's been alive. <laughs> That's the thing that is like, to me, like. Diamond Dallas Page and Michael Hayes are two sides of the same coin in that they just think they're cool. And even if they don't really think they are, they're trying their best to convince you. And in the process, they're convincing everybody else. Like some of the shit that Michael Hayes would wear or the mannerisms or the facials or the little moon dance or what moonwalk, whatever. If anybody else did it, you'd be like, what the fuck are they doing? But when Hayes does it, you're like, look at this son of a bitch. And it's somehow okay. Yeah. Well, I, I have to say that I have a lot of respect for that. No, I do too. It's tremendous. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with having confidence. I wish I had more of it. Well, and you do have more than ever. Thanks to blue shoe. Well, we're, we got to stop plugging blue shoe. <laughs> no, we don't. They're our buddies. Yeah. I mean, they, they, I got to meet Whitney right in person. You did. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. A roll through, uh, Hase, And I believe his partner back at the, uh, the egg dome super show was Hase was Sasaki. Was that the, well, that would have been another one that they were a great tag team against the Steiners. One of the best tag oh, team. Yeah. Matches. We've seen one of those though. They just beat the shit out of each other. Yes, they did. And this is Hashimoto. Yes. Shinya Hashimoto. He almost kicked Jimmy jam Garvin's face in that time. This guy, um, is somebody that Steve Carino looked up to a great deal. I mean, you got a bunch of legends in there right now. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you do. Michael Hayes. Yes. He's a legend. Maybe in his own mind, but Hey, Michael Hayes was a big star. Michael Hayes drew a lot of money in world-class championship wrestling. Just ask him or check his Twitter. He really did. Today's the 31 year anniversary of when I slammed the door on Carrie. Today is the 31 years, 11 months and 19 day anniversary of when I slammed the door on Carrie. Uh, boy today, (laughs) seriously, if you look at his Twitter, it's just He's got like one date book from 14 months of freebirdism. Yeah. In this day in freebird history, <laughs> we were 31 years, 14 days, 20 minutes and 18 seconds. Now it's 20 seconds. Now it's 25. Let me tell you about my friend, Terry. He used to say, Michael, if you've ever heard him tell a story. Mm-hmm. About the free birds. He can't help himself. He jumps right into Terry's voice. Michael. <laughs> hey, where are you at on grilled cheese? Me? I'm for him. <laughs> <laughs> when I asked you about club sandwiches and you said I'm for him, I don't know that you intentionally did it, but you did a Mitch Hedberg bit and everybody last week loved it. Yeah, I, I did intentionally because Mitch Hedberg. One of my favorite comedians. I had no idea we had that in common. Oh, 
God. My, one of my favorite jokes is I used to lay in my twin bed and wonder where my brother was. <laughs> That's such a fucking good joke. Yeah. yeah. Or, um, I was watching TV the other day, saw the world's fastest man. That motherfucker is cocky. I don't remember racing him. That's so great. I don't remember racing him. My favorite is I was standing in front of a fire exit the other day and a guy said, you need to move out of the way. You're blocking a fire exit. And I said, what makes you think that there's a fire? I'm still going to be still going to be standing here. (laughs) 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 Oh God. The bad thing about Mitch Hedberg is we've seen everything that he's done. Yeah. And, uh, there's nothing more and there should be more. God, am I, did you, uh, have you, have you heard, I mean, do you know anything about his story or whatever? Well, I know. Didn't he die of an OD? Yeah. He had uh, a heroin addiction that right. got a hold of him and he said he was going to do it every day for the rest of his life. No matter what, don't try to talk him out of it. That type of thing. Right. But already laying in his book that came out this year or last year, um, said that it got so bad that like, you know, gangrene set up in his foot and he didn't care. He just kept going. Good God. That's something else, man. Well, that's knowing who you are, I guess. Uh, self, self awareness, nothing wrong with that. And that's, we lost him way too soon. Way too soon. As he said, I used to do drugs, but I still do too. (laughs) But I used to too. Oh. Yeah, that's it. I used to do drugs. I still do, but I used to, too. <laughs> I've, I've attributed that quote to Bruce Pritchard many times, but it's really Mitch Hedberg line. Pretty stiff match going on here. Yeah, Michael, pro- probably Michael, stiffer than Michael Hayes was expecting. Yeah. You know what he's thinking. Like, the gut, man. God damn it. If Terry was here, they wouldn't be doing this. Well, guess what, Michael? Terry is going to be here, but with another tag team partner. That's bullshit. They got me out here with a goddamn hairdressing pilot. Michael. <laughs> Michael. Michael. You may be with a hairdressed pilot, but I'm with a son of a bitch to think it's real. <laughs> so who's laughing now? Oh, look at that. One out of two count. I mean, did you expect that from... Hashimoto's no, physique? Not at all. I mean, he's uh man, he's he's a performer and a half. That is a man, I, I that's a, you know, and I've been w- lately watching uh a lot of wrestling. And that's a move that you don't see done that much these days. There's a lot of crazy shit going on, but You're talking about bridges? Uh, yeah, well, fall away bridges like that, yeah. Yeah. Hey, should we talk about the fact that uh MLW is going to be doing a pay-per-view. How about that? Uh, and I mean, help me connect the dots. Are we going to hear Tony Schiavone call a pay-per-view? Uh, they've not approached me about that. No, but I mean, probably, I don't know. It, it, it depends. I look, look, I've, I've made a commitment to Georgia football and basketball, and it's the job that I next to being able to talk to you every week. It's the job that I love most. Uh, and I love the people in Georgia and they depend on me for a lot. It's not like, wow, 
How about that? Oh, ho, ho, ho. you're not throwing us together, motherfucker. Clink right in the head. Uh, so the fact is, is if they do it on the Saturday, when, when's the date? I don't, I don't even know. Whoa. There's that left hand, but Michael, you're asking me the date that your company is it's not my, it's not my company. You work there. I, uh, it's not like I'm in the office every day or anything like that, that I work out of court's basement. Well, why aren't you? <sighs> I guess we should tell everybody the name of the show is Saturday night, super fight. And, uh, tickets are going to go on sale on July 15th at MLWtickets.com. They're coming to Chicago on November 2nd. Yeah, I've, uh, you got football, I, I got football game. Yeah, I do. I mean, but maybe no, not even maybe we, we don't know what time the game is. Why do There's I have to drag you out. into this kicking and screaming? Hase and uh, Hashimoto are your winners. Get rid of these free birds. All right. You know what? It's what? a two thirty kick. It's against Florida. You are definitely not calling the MLW pay-per-view. Right. Uh, but, but Hey, how about this? Uh, Jim Cornette or somebody super talented will be there. Yeah. MLWtickets.com. They go on sale July 15th at 10 AM central. Seriously. If you enjoy wrestling and you're in the Chicago area, I don't know why you wouldn't want to do this. It's their first pay-per-view. They've got uh, a really, really fun roster, the Hart Foundation, Mance Warner. I mean, on and on and on. I think it's great, man. I think Court Court is uh, has done a very good job. I don't know that we've talked about Mance Warner enough on this show. We haven't. Well, are you are you in the loop on Mance Warner? Yeah, but I want to talk to this guy here, Bill Watts. Bill, you came in, you cut my money. And I said, okay, that's fine with me. I'll do whatever you want. Because as you know, I'm an office stooge. The fact is you're holding the belt and who's the guy beside you. Well, that doesn't really matter. Shivani. Cause you see what I've got here is I've got the world's heavyweight championship, probably the most iconic belt in professional wrestling. And in my right hand, I've got Ric Flair's nameplate. And I want to tell everybody that just because that motherfucker held this title for 10 goddamn years, uninterrupted. You probably thought that his name was permanently on the belt. That's not true. This piece of shit nameplate in my right hand is, is the name of the WWF champion. And we know he ain't worth a shit no more. So we're pulling that off. And now we're going to put somebody new on here. One of the big, great stars of wrestling. I don't know. Like Barry Windham. Yeah, probably Barry Windham. I'm going to hand it to this Japanese fellow here. You may remember he used to manage the horseman and Ric Flair. And now we're going to have them shit on him. But we're going to show him such disrespect that when he speaks, we won't even show his face because we're not sure why he's here. Maybe he just left an Asian retirement home. We're not sure. Maybe he was there checking on Ric Flair because we're about the young stars here in WCW. Maybe you've seen him, you know, like that young upstart, Barry Windham. I don't know why I keep pushing Barry Windham. I just think he's the future of wrestling him and goddamn Dr. Death. Boy, those are some big cowboy motherfuckers and they're going to have all the gold here eventually. Well, you'll either push you, him, Barry Windham, or your son. One of the two. Let's go back to the ring. How cool is it that I have that belt? That's fucking cool. That is cool. I think, it's, the- I think it's the coolest collectible in, in that a, a wrestling fan could have. I wonder if Deuce still has that outfit. 
How about that? Man, this is a belt parade. Yes, it is. What a fucking tag team this is. You are exactly right, my friend. You know what's funny is you said something. Oh, well, look at that. (laughs) Hey, Dave Silva, get on your fucking job, son. That's got to be the graphic this week. (laughs) Um, you said it at the top of the show when you were talking, you were talking about Jesse and you said, or maybe it was Magnum. Okay. One of these guys is dead and the other one's the biggest star in the history of the business Mm -hmm. in 92. Would anybody have guessed that? the bigger star of this pair was not going to be Rick rude. No, Rick no, rude. No. And that's no, that's not knocking Austin, but rude was rude. Was a made man here. Yes, he was. He had, well, he had the look, he could work. He could talk. Uh, it was just great. He was, he was a fucking heel heel persona, man. God. This is what what a great tag team this is. What a great combination. I love oh. Medusa as their manager, Rick Rude, the ultimate heel. And uh what do you think about wearing the belt on the outside of the robe? Well, I think since he's the only one that did it that uh, it's kind of one of his trademarks, isn't it? Yeah. He looked great too, man. Oh, tremendous. Without question. Oh, sorry. Okay. I got to get my shit together. Shervani. Yeah, that's all right. You got to, you got to keep up with me here. I'm doing my best. That's here. How about this duo that can work second generation stars. They call him the natural. Natural. Hey, how about this? Look at the, the fucking talent that we've seen so far. Hase Hashimoto, the free birds. How about in the first match, you know, Liger, Hillman, steamboat, and then all four of these guys. So how about this for a fun little footnote, the belt on the left, I have the belt on the right. Dave Milliken has, it's fun to track these things down, but it's rare that we see like three in a row where I'm like, fuck, I know where all those are. Well, as you and I sit here in the year 2019, as much as great a wrestler as Dustin Rhodes has been throughout his career. And I do want to say also that his stage show that he had at Starcast two, the next day was wonderful. Yeah, I think him and Arn are, uh, him, Arn, and, um, well, Cody just w- was off the rails on his. I yeah. mean, it was the most quoted thing we've ever been involved in. Right. Uh, but besides that, because it was so newsworthy, Arn and, and Dustin were the sleeper panels of the whole weekend. Yes, they were. But w- what I'm saying is, is that regardless of what Dustin does now and what we watch from back in the past, I can never get out of my brain. I can never unsee Dustin Rhodes bleeding at double or nothing. That was, I was unbelievable. I've never seen anything like that. I, and I'm, I'm telling you, I have seen matches as a commentator, as a fan, but I've never seen so much blood that the opponent was covered in blood, which wasn't his own. It was amazing. It's his best match of his career. He would, he would agree. I think too. It was as good as any he's ever had. I mean, and you, you got just, I, I mean, mean, this he, is an all time crew in the ring right here. Yes, you do. 
What do you think of the Austin Hall boots that Wyndham and Dustin are wearing? Well, these were uh, these were things that their fathers did, right? From Texas, Austin Hall Boot Company, and uh, it was kind of part of the legend of the the Wyndham family and the Rhodes family, and nothing. I I I could never. I always thought that they were probably a little bit stiffer. The boots, the boots. you mean? Yeah. Uh, to be able, I, and I and I know they were custom made, and so they weren't just like you know a cowboy boot that they would walk around town in. But I always thought that the the regular boot that a wrestler would wear would be a little bit more pliable and thus be a little bit more comfortable. But because they were Austin Hall boots, and because it was legend. Um, they wore them. Do you have any Austin Hall boots? Yeah, I got two pairs of Dusties. Wow. Are they pliable? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't manipulate them. I don't. Okay. I, I don't fondle them. But well, I, I mean, just, you, I, could, you could. Well, you could pick up an Austin Hall boot, and then I'm sure you got another boot that's not Austin Hall, don't you? Yeah. Okay, you could pick one up in one hand, up and one up in the other. Tell me more. How, how should I do this now? Be as specific as you can. Okay. You take, let's say you take an Austin Hall boot, like right now, like Dustin or, or Barry Wyndham's got Tony, okay. I'm fucking with you. I, I understand, but I'm not, I'm not going to go play with wrestler boots. I just, I collect well, them. I put them on a shelf. I'm not going to, it's not playing with them. It, it's like it, we're, we're doing a, we're doing a little bit of research here. Uh, uh and, and so you, I should report back my findings. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And reports say, you know what? You're right. That Austin Hall boot, which, which is made of, uh, uh, genuine cowhide <laughs> from like, uh, you know what, some- Tony, uh, I've just done a test. I've got breaking news here and I've got the results. I'd like to share them with yourself in the world. Dr. Shivani, okay. are you ready? All right. All right, please go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen. And now the, uh, boot tester in from the research, uh, near the Redstone arsenal. And here is Conrad Thompson, Conrad. Uh, thank you, Dr. Shivani. We have run extensive tests on the various leathers that professional grapplers throughout the seventies and eighties would adorn. And uh, I'm here with a conclusion, Mr. Shivani. And this is uh, an exclusive news tip here. We have, uh, just gotten from our research department, uh, Dr. Hashimoto and Hase yeah. uh, have, uh, flown all the way over from Japan in order to, uh, give us, uh, the most detailed report possible about the status of these different leather boots. And I can confirm without question that the Austin hall boot company, uh, where they make their boots out of fine Corinthian leather, uh, they do produce the finest wrestling boots around. However, it is been substantiated. They are indeed less pliable than a traditional wrestling boot. So there you have it, Mr. Shivani, uh, your suspicions, uh, your concerns, your assertions, they were correct. Well, thank you, Mr. Thompson. Uh, and, uh, that, uh, that, uh, hypothesis that, that I had come up with, uh, just, uh, justifies the fact that I had done a lot of matches. So I've seen boots that are pliable and are not, uh, I have one more question. Would you, uh, check to see if the outfit that Medusa is wearing is pliable as well? You don't have to do it right now. I have it on good authority. That it is okay. as stiff as a board and under your mattress right now. Oh boy. I would agree. Hey, you know, through all this silly talk that we've been doing, we're having another good match going on here. Oh, of course we are. Look who's in there. 
Yeah, Dustin just uh, Dustin can just do some things like come up with that like short lariat or clothesline, if you will, out of nowhere, and just and then of course Rude will bring it back down, and you know each this is uh, this is we are watching classic Bill Watts booked stuff. I mean, Dusty was booking here, uh, but Bill Watts was still running the show, and this is exactly what Watts wanted. He wanted. Great wrestling matches with great athletes putting in some time. Uh, Wait, are you, are you saying Bill Watts wanted the matches to be good? Whoa. Well, he wanted to bring. Uh, yes. Oh shit, man! That's a fucking innovation. Isn't that an innovation? Yeah. But let me ask you this, Doctor Thompson. As good as these matches are now, would this match still be good in 2019? Here's the thing. I love it. I'm not yeah. anti it at all. I'm for it. Right. Uh, like you and club sandwiches. I'm for it. Yep. Um, but I do think that tastes have changed. Right. You know, like exactly. something I grew up on. I'm not kidding. What happened yeah. to the whole, let's get in the corner and punch a guy in the head 10 times. Yeah. And let the crowd count. Like they only do that at house shows now. It's a house show spot, but it was a fucking staple of professional wrestling. And I'm not saying I need it back. I'm just saying taste change. Right. If they drop down, grab a headlock and hang on to it for a couple of minutes. Oh, look at that. Holy shit. If they do that, the fans are going to chant boring or, uh, do something else, whatever. And I agree. Taste of change. And I'm not so sure for the best. Uh, I just recently watched a match on TV, two tremendous workers, uh, in today's working, they were tremendous workers. I'm not so sure if they could have done what they're doing here right now, but they pretty good, but they did a lot of acrobatic high flying shit, which is nothing wrong with that, but they just did a lot of it. Talk to me, Tony. You're trying to shit on a match, but you don't want to, but no, you want not to shit on a match. Okay. I'm talking about AJ styles and ricochet. Okay. Okay. I, I saw, I saw the match. I liked it. It was a good match, but it was a match that is more modern than what we're seeing right now. That's what I'm talking about. Good match. Hey, guys can perform, you know, every now and again, um, Go ahead. Like the, uh, the rumor and innuendo in wrestling, I'll get kicked up. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. One, two, got a two count. Have you heard any, you know, like, you know, real salacious stuff, you know, just vicious rumors exist in wrestling. Yes, I have one, one's been pretty heavily circulated in the underground in the last month or so about a, a champion on TV. Have you heard that? Yes. I've heard that. I know where you're going with this. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. I forgot that you and I have the same friends. Yes. Right. What do you make of that rumor? Well, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> 
I do. Isn't it a great rumor? Is I mean, it's it, it, here's you, the thing though. It just can't be true. Well, I know it can't be, but that's what, that's one of the things that makes it funny. I agree. And so sometimes the, that, I guess that's what I was getting at is it's so over the top. Mm-hmm. It's so ridiculous. It's so salacious that it's hysterical, but you, I mean, nobody, I mean, I, I don't try to convince myself. Oh, well that's legit. No, it's not. Can't be. All right. So let me say this. Okay. <laughs> One, two, boy, we're getting some good shit today. Uh, speaking of getting in some good shit, Medusa's up top. You need to calm down with, with the verbiage here. Um, I, I can't, man. She just. All right. Finish time. Maybe. Wait, hang on. Wow. You, you started a thought and then you saw Medusa and got totally distracted. Yeah, no, I totally. Oh, so anyway, there is an Easter egg on a weekly show an Easter egg on a weekly show this week that has something to do with that rumor. Oh, I, yeah. Have you seen it? I, I knew it when it happened, when it happened, I, so did I, I, I turned and said, Hey, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I sent out a text immediately. I was not doing that. I didn't want to get screenshotted. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned in wrestling. You got to be careful with what you text. Yeah. Okay. Now I was texting to my friends who they're not going to do anything with this, but it was, it was a, it, to me, it was like it, it, Tony, had I had, Tony, a, had I had a drink of something in my mouth, I would have spit it across the room when Tony, that happened. You got to be careful with that, Tony. You're, I don't think you realize that you're Tony Schiavone. And when you send a funny, ridiculous, over the top text message like that, okay, it gets passed around. Look at what fucking Schiavone said to me. Oh my God. So you're like the cool guy. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that weird? You live long enough. You become the cool guy. Like never in your life are you the cool guy. And now you're the fucking cool guy. I got, I got a porn star tweeting me. Right. Imagine like, Jesus. like 30 year old Shivani's pinching himself. Oh, what? She's doing <laughs> what to me? She's tweeting. Does that feel good? Does that, if that's butt stuff, I'll try it. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, anyway. Uh, a great rumor, funny stuff. It's, it's stuff that it's stuff that we live for. I mean, if, if I think about the highlights of my week, hearing that rumor was the highlight of my week, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if, what that says about my fucking life, but it, it just, <laughs> just was, was, it was great. It was just absolutely great. But so it I just can't be true. It can't be. Oh, it's no, there's no way it's true. And the fact is that it doesn't matter if it's true or not. It was a funny story. No, so. that, that's the thing. It's like, you know, it's the old telephone, telegram, telewrestler, whatever. By the time, you know, the reality and the, sto- the, the reality and, and the story, you know, mm-hmm. they'll never meet. Right. But it doesn't matter. No, it's still yeah. something we can poke fun at. And now I know it tickles you. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of poking, oh, look at this. Hey, uh, Medusa's going to be a starcast. Yeah, I know. She uh, tweeted out some pictures of her this week. Boy, she still looks. Oh. What do you think of um, Rick Rude's airbrush tights? Have we talked about that before? Yeah, I love his airbrush tights. Can we get you a pair? 
Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, he didn't he have didn't he have his face airbrushed on his crotch? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you could get me a pair of those tights with Lois's face airbrushed on them. Can I? Do, I mean, if I get those, will you wear them to a live show? No, but I wear them at home just to get her pissed off. No, I would need you to wear them at a live show, but I would let you smuggle some plums in. <laughs> I mean, for the purposes, we got to keep your Bluetooth gimmick going. So we're smuggle, gonna, some, smuggle some plums. Yeah. How about a cucumber while we're at it? Well, that's what I was talking about. Like a giant, like a zucchini, right? And then yeah. a couple of plums below it. <laughs> and we'll just like duct tape them to your, you know, button on a fur coat. Yeah. And then, uh. And it won't hurt because you know, you've been manscaped. So I won't be pulling any hairs. Here's the cover one, two. Oh, can I tell you that my manscaped came this week? Like it showed up uh, yeah. at the house finally. And right. uh, I was all excited because I mean, it's really a cool kit. They sent me like a t-shirt and some boxer shorts and right. uh, a little travel bag and the whole kit, including the lawnmower 2.0. This is not an ad. I'm just telling you, I was really legitimately excited because it's really cool right. stuff. Right. And, uh, then later the wife is like, uh, Hey, what came in? And I said, Oh, what we're doing tonight. And she's like, what's that? And I showed her and she's like, wait a minute. What is that called? She was so intrigued that it was called the lawnmower 2.0. Yeah. Just, yeah. I'm here to tell you it's, uh, it's fun for the whole family. Yes, it is. And I just want to, I want to throw this out. It's not an ad, but I want to throw it out because I legitimately love the ball wipes. All right. So right now in your backpack, I know you, you travel with a bag. Mm -hmm. You've got ball wipes in there. Yes, I do. Now here's the question. Um, why, why, yeah. Why why are you, why are you carrying them with you? I mean, just in case you. Get a little road beef when you're out there calling baseball. Oh, yeah. Those ball wipes are not for, not for, to use for sex. Those are just to stay fresh. No, I mean, you clean up before. I'm not saying after, after you just use a towel, who gives a shit. But before, you know, we go to pound town, you got to make sure that, uh, you know, no. it's a suitable playing field. No, 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 no. I take the. What the fuck are we talking about here? We're talking about your dirty balls. I, I take the ball wipes and I wipe the balls. <laughs> okay. And then I take the powder and I put it on the crotch <sighs> and I'm fresh. Somewhere. Steve Austin like, is furious that we're talking about Tony Schiavone wiping his balls and powdering his dick over his match. It's like summer's Eve for the guys. Well, oh, you, you, you took it too but, far. Whoa, but look at this. He is really pissed because he is just hammering away on the head of Barry Windham. Isn't it weird to see Steve Austin wrestle without knee braces? Yeah, it is. It's, it's really weird to see him wrestle with hair. Yeah. I mean, he is, his bald head is so iconic. Hey, so this, uh, this past Saturday, great friend of the show, Mr. Candy liquor himself, Cassio kid. He turned 40 years old. I know we celebrated his birthday a little bit early in St. Louis. Um, yeah. Well, he celebrated it way early. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, what's your favorite Cassio kid memory? <laughs> Mine. Yeah. 
Uh, mine is him getting out of David Green's car, <laughs> falling up against the car, denning the back fender, standing up, and walking in traffic. <laughs> he stood up straight and walked in traffic like, I'm going to walk to my death right now. That's my favorite Casio kid memory. Hypothetically, you ran with the horseman. Yeah. Is it that, was it that different than being on the road with me and my friends? Uh, no, it really wasn't. It really wasn't. Uh, and, and you know why? Because flair paid for everything or Tully and you, (laughs) so, uh, I I love that. That's your go too. Well, who's paying? Oh, are you paying? I'll have the steak. Hey, can we get like a lobster add on? I know it's not the money's no object. Yeah. I, no. And I'd like, can, to, I, can I get a couple of those shrimp to go? Just give me like, you know, like two dozen to go. Well, look at that back. Come on. We've got some good spots going on here. Here comes the finish. Thank God. Yeah. It's they, they, they really turned it up right at the end there, man. Wow. They really did. I know some guys are watching this and they're thinking, man, this is part of my childhood. You're right, man. Great wrestling matches. Okay. Here comes the finish. He go put him up. Oh, look at this double. Double vision. Two, three. Wow. Do you think we knew the uh, finish was coming there? Right. (laughs) I mean, that's sort of giving it away, isn't it? Oh, wow. Did it ever. Hell of a match guys. I love a woman too. Oh my God. And she is look at taking her shoes off and throwing it. Wyndham and Dustin prevail and advance in the tournament. Well, we got a lot more of this shit going on. Let's take a look at the replay one more time. Wow. Boy, Austin helped him out there. Sold that like crazy. Here's your finish. How would you describe that flying cross body? Yeah. Attempted a flying cross body, Lou, Thez, press, something, type shit. That's what I should say. My next time I do MLW. So, all right. Uh, here we are with big van Vader. Uh, I need to ask you van Vader. Have you ever used the ball wipes by manscape? But if you haven't, uh, you probably should because it's kind of smell a little bit in here. Harley, first of all, want to talk to you about Vader and talk to you about God's green earth. You go ahead and talk to us. Well, everybody knows that I have the finest whole life and term life insurance policies on God's green earth. And I'm here to tell you, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, that you, sir, need to invest in a whole life policy on Bruce Pritchard and Eric Bitchoff. They are, these motherfuckers are 60. That's right. And everyone knows it comes sooner rather than later. Buy a whole life policy from Holly Race. I wish I did, but I didn't. But SmackDown needs it because Bitchoff's going to kill it. That's exactly right, my man, Van. See, that's his name, Van. He knows you've got to get the greatest insurance on God's green earth. Her, I don't know anything about that insurance, but I do know that 
I think Vader's on to something. I reckon old Eric's going to kill Fox and SmackDown. Maybe, and this is a conspiracy theorist in me, you think he's going to be a fall guy when it don't work out? I don't know, Jim Ross, but I know I would like to come back to do some uh, wrestling again, and I think that would be a perfect place for me to start doing Fox and working for Bischoff once again. <laughs> well, well, I think you should shit in one hand and wish in the other and see which one fills up faster because you got no fucking shot of going back to work. It's scary. It's Halloween. It's Halloween Havoc 1992, only on pay-per-view. And by the way, what a great show that one was. We've talked about it. It's in our archives. Spin the wheel, make the deal. It's the fucking coal miners glove match mm. where Jake has to put a snake on his own face. And it's just <laughs> tremendous. Her, that's exactly right. You see, the snake man is going to be here and I have it on good authority. He ain't going to draw shit. Now back to the ring. Ladies and gentlemen, the next contest that we will bore the shit out of you with is set for one fall. And here they come to the ring for their second time to wrestle. You know, they're pissed that they have to wrestle more than once. They won earlier. Ricky, the dragon steamboat and Shatoata Nikita Koloff. You think they had blowed up? Wait till you see the end of this match. Woo. Wow. So, you know what? I just realized that these guys both had wacky wives. Yes. One had one said she had an identical twin. She didn't. And the other thought that she should be the main event and she should wrestle Ric Flair. <sighs> Can I respond to that by saying this? Yes, please do. That's what we're doing. I, I say something and then you say something. Okay. Who doesn't have a wacky wife? All right. The podcast Pope has spoken. So, I mean, you know, God love them. Everybody's got a wacky wife, right? You think the deal here is Dr. Death said, I ain't working three matches in a night. Fuck that. Give us a buy in the first round or we ain't doing it. That's exactly right. And guess what? Okay. Yeah. Anytime Dr. Death wanted something, he got it, buddy. Uh, there's a sign in the crowd that says Dr. Death and bam, bam, kicking butt is our business and business is good. Yeah, it is. Now they were already, uh, if I recall here, they were already the, were they the NWA tag team champions here? Those are the WCW WCW tag team. So, the, and they're going to end up winning this tournament and there's therefore unifying the belts. How about the physique on uh, Dr. Death there? Yeah. I still say that, uh, Terry Gordy looks like the bully from the Simpsons. Ha <laughs> 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 uh. You know, Tony, it's, uh, it's times like these that I can't believe we have an hour and a half left in the show. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm thinking, oh man, we're fucking plugging our way. Here we go. We're doing pretty good. And then I looked down like, God damn it. There's another hour and a half. I don't know how much that's more a, ground we can cover. Yeah, but that's okay. We're amongst friends here. We're amongst friends. We're having a good time. We're, we're kind of laid back. I've got a, uh, I've got a, uh, mellow yellow zero with me. What the fuck are you drinking? Mellow. I'm, you know what I'm, I, you know what I drink? I drink mellow yellow zero. You know why I drink that? Cause they don't make surge anymore. 
no. I drink that because I was in the offices of First Family Mortgage one day and opened up the refrigerator and there was a mellow yellow zero in there and I drank it and I went, that's my drink. Well, you know why we have that. Why? Rednecks need mortgages too. <laughs> yeah, but mellow yellow zero, man. Mellow yellow, first of all, is the most Jim Crockett promotion soda of all time. Uh-huh. You disagree? You know, Kyle Petty used to drive the mellow yellow car. Of course he did. Yeah. I think Dusty had a mellow yellow sponsorship. I, I love mellow yellow. It's terrible. They got, they got cool black cans now, and they also got cool black cans that support our troops. Uh, I love it. Oh, dude. I'm, I think, I think I found the, the dusty roads. I'm going to play the dusty roads, mellow yellow ad. Can, oh I, do that? Can I do that? You think? Yeah. Right. Pig thirst. Many professionals reach for the smooth taste of mellow yellow. Woo, baby! Mellow yellow, the taste that beats Mountain Dew. And now, mellow yellow has pictures and all the facts on your favorite NWA wrestlers Ric Flair, Sting, the Road Warriors, and even my pretty face. Head to your favorite store and collect all 12. Woo! Take it from Dusty Rose the American Dream. Make the mellow yellow move. Make the mellow yellow move. I, I love that they put, you know, all the Crockett guys on there and they're like, now it features pictures of your favorite wrestlers and facts about their careers. Imagine if we had like, cause they, they talked about Ric Flair. What if they had like Ric Flair facts, like our version of Ric Flair facts on a mellow yellow pen? Yeah. You turn the candy, look at it. It should be blank. Cause you thought it was there and it wasn't right. Well, maybe not. Um, well, you're going to bust his balls about Starcast forever, aren't you? Yes, I am. <laughs> now yes, here's I the am. real deal. Are you going to bust his balls about it in person? Or are you going to dick tuck? No, I'm going to, yeah, I love busting Ric Flair's balls. You've seen them enough. Unfortunately, you're right. Isn't it true that, um, no, it's not <laughs> true. <laughs> Just stop right there. This is why I love doing this show with you. You know me to the point where, <laughs> you know, yeah. okay. If he starts a sentence with, isn't it true? Whatever's about to come after is not true. It's total bullshit. And he's trying to slack on me. Yes. It, I got you, buddy. <laughs> you know what? It didn't take too long. I picked that up probably in our third show. <laughs> <laughs> and we're now onto the one twenties. Can you believe people still listen to this? I I'm so happy for them. <laughs> for us, you mean? Oh yeah. I'm Sorry. so happy for us. Happy for us. I'm happy that these people are in our lives. You know, what's of all the shows I do though, this is the most fun and everybody knows that because we can just let it fly and everybody yeah. knows nothing we're saying is serious. You know, we're just busting balls and it's right. so like when we get on here and we're like, uh, Bischoff is back. Ah, yeah. Behind the scenes, we're fucking really happy for our friend, but it is still hard to believe that like the Beverly hillbillies, he's loading up and moving across the country. I didn't see that coming. I thought he liked living in the middle of fucking nowhere. Well, you got to go where the money is, I guess at that age, your favorite line of mine this year is, I don't know. These well, motherfuckers are 60. Oh yeah. Yeah. These motherfuckers are 60. <laughs> 
They're either going to retire or die. (laughs) (laughs) Or both. Or both. Yes, sir. Oh, wow. When are you coming to Huntsville again? I, I don't, I don't know. I got some time next week. I think we, we need to have you come over and let's tape some bonus stuff for Patreon. Okay. Where, um, any, uh, comedians, uh, going to headline at Huntsville. Oh, every, I mean, at least three times a week. Really? Three times a week. Are you asking like what the schedule is next week? Yeah. Any good ones? Oh, so now they've got to be good. Well, yeah, you just, I mean, yeah. Well, phase on love was here this past weekend. We've got stone cold and the jackal tour. And then we've got Tammy Pescatelli. I guess it was on last comic standing. I think he would like Ismo. He's coming on July 18th. Bruce, Bruce will be here. Uh, July 19th through the 21st. Joel McHale's coming, uh, at the, at the end of July, the 26th and 27th. And holy shit. Now yeah. he, I like. David tell he'll be here. That's a big act. Carlos Mencia. He'll be here. That's a big oh, act. Holy shit. How about great close personal friend of the show? Ron motherfucking Funches going to be here on August 8th. Really? Yeah. You should come. You know what? I, ought to, I actually ought to bring Lois and my daughter to that. Cause they are big Ron Funches fans. Yeah. He'd be good. Holy shit. And Nikita just got thrown on his head. He got doc just picked him up. And dropped him right on his fucking noggin. Oh my God. Doc didn't give a shit about anything, man. If I'm going to pick your ass up, look at this. <laughs> you think you're a tough Russian, huh? You think you got a tough gimmick? Yeah, get out of this, motherfucker. <laughs> right now, Nikita, Nikita not selling. Right now, he's hurting. Wow. By the way, did you know that Dave Silva can't say the word hurting? without saying for certain really I, I just learned that he'll say oh nikita's got to be hurting for certain i guess that's what they're teaching the kids down there in texas i don't know well give oh. them an alabama education how to end that by the way you're gonna start to uh see and hear a whole lot more dave silva here on what happened when oh my god the rumor and innuendo is that he may be relocating to Huntsville, Alabama at the end of the summer. And if that actually takes place, maybe we'll have, uh, equal amounts of run-ins from Cassio and Dave Silva oh. and the opposite of Cassio kid. who's like 50, 50 love, hate Dave Silva is universally loved. Yes, he is. And not only that, uh, we know how talented it is with these graphics and all the stuff that he does for us and for Starcast, but he's also very, very funny as well. He makes me laugh. Uh, what's all this relocating going on? He may be relocating to Huntsville. Eric is relocating to Connecticut. I'm going to refer to your previous statement. You got to go where the money is. Yeah. Okay. I get that. Hey, did you see Jim Cornette have a fucking meltdown about fighter fest? Uh, no, I, d- I heard that he did, but I didn't see it. <laughs> there was a spot in the young bucks, Kenny Omega match that really pissed him off where they did like a, you know, what street fighter is the video game, right? Yeah. 
So there's like this one move. I don't know what it's called, but they hold their hands a certain way. And in the game, it like shoots this effect or whatever. And it knocks your opponents down or whatever. But right. Not right. touching. It's like, you know, so they pretended to do that. Kenny and the young bucks and the luchadors that were wrestling Penta Phoenix. And I think Laredo kid, they all sold it real big and took big bumps. And you mean they did like bolts out of their hands type thing. Yeah. They pretended that they had like lightning bolts in their hands or whatever. And it knocked the other guys down, but it, I mean, it knocked them down. So they sold it. And right. now again, you have to appreciate this is at a video game convention. So right. the, the, the match that you're wrestling is for the live crowd. Right. And, and, and that's what they're into. So they're going to get this and, and it got over huge. Like everybody loved it. Sure. Except for Jim Cornette. And when he's going on this rant, I don't know why this tickled me. He's like, wait, and the luchador sold, they sold it. And Brian last says, yeah. And Cornette just lost it. Well, fuck the Mexicans too. I don't know why, but just fuck the Mexicans too. Goddamn tickled me. <laughs> There's nothing more entertaining to me than a fired up, pissed off Jim Cornette. Yeah. And I know that a lot of people take everything he says very seriously. And he probably means it very seriously. But just hearing someone that passionate, that just it fucking makes my day, man. Well, listen, Jim Cornette is one of the top five, maybe top three, most entertaining guys ever in pro wrestling. Entertaining. Yeah. Heel promos. People believed it, pissed off. Baby face promos. People laughed with it. His podcast now, his appearances, uh, just, he's just an entertaining fucker. Yeah. Him reading the newspaper would be funny. Exactly. And not only that, you know, I was at NWA 70 work with him and he and I stood there and signed autographs for three hours. And he is as nice to fans as anybody I've ever worked with. Oh my gosh. You, and I think that's something that's misunderstood. If right. Jim Cornette's doing an appearance in your area, he's not going to fucking cut a promo on you. Go talk no. to him. He is the most charming, engaging funny dude right that you could meet at a sign he's gonna give you plenty of time he's gonna have a fun little story with you like you're not just gonna get a picture and a handshake you're gonna get a moment you're gonna get a story and he's just tremendous but goddamn when he hates something whoo yes sir well let's hear it for a guy that believes and is non-political and believes in what he believes in right well i, I don't know about non-political those no. those words don't describe cornet at all Hey, hold on a second. Uh, yeah, he's political. I meant not not politically correct when it comes to he won't bite his tongue. Oh, no. Uh-uh. He's going to let it fly. He don't give a shit. And I think that's part of the charm is, you know, and, and uh, <laughs> there's a, a friend of ours who's an, uh, an older retired wrestler, and, and he refers to my batch of podcasts as grumpy old men. And when you think about it, like a Jim Cornette version of grumpy old man would be the fucking best. Wouldn't it be? God damn. That's just gold. I really wish that, uh, there was some sort of way you could mend the fences with the young bucks and Jim Cornette. I don't see it happening, but man. You want to talk about a money angle. 
Can you imagine super old school, just like you did in the ECW arena way back in the day, the lights go off mm-hmm. and they come back on and it's Jim Cornette and he's just laying motherfuckers out with a racket. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, the building would melt. Yep. I mean, he would have just instant heat, just walking in. Everybody would hate him. It'd be great, but you know, not going to happen. Right. You're right. Not going to happen. Wouldn't that be unbelievable though? It would be, it would be the thing everyone in wrestling was talking about. Right. All oh, the bucks have got to super kick him. They've got to, and then of course he's got a tag team. Cause that's what he does. He manages tag. It'd be tremendous. Yeah. Oh, well. Then he gets, grabs a microphone and cuts a shooting promo on him oh, in the ring. The best as they're laying there. And you know, he's yeah. got his, his boys standing over him and uh-huh. credits roll. And now I can't wait to see what happens next week. Right. I'd be in. Cause that's the, the stuff that I think wrestling fans really like, I'm speaking for myself, but the stuff I really like is when you're like, oh man, was that real? I mean, even though you're okay, I'm, I'm quote unquote smart, but when you watch something and you're like, okay, now that was real. Just like the other day on the show, when there was an Easter egg, as you said, that's what stood out to you because you knew, okay, this is all funny. Ha ha. This is all scripted. This is what, oh, there was a, that was real. Right. That got your attention. And that's what, you know, made you send that text message and made you sit up and pay attention. And it's a shame yeah. that we're never going to see that with corny. Yeah. It's called the hook Conrad. We've talked about it many times and the hook is still out there. It is still floating around. Even in this day of cafe being dead. I think that's one of the things that, you know, we're talking about MLW earlier. It's one of the things that people are interested in with Teddy Hart. People think he's legit crazy. Yeah. So because he has this reputation as being legit crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Teddy Hart is, uh, I'm all in with him. I can tell you that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, I know he has, he has quote unquote heat, you know, here or there or whatever, but I got this weird thing where I just treat people how they treat me. Me too. And that's sort of the same thing about Jim Cornette. I know I've got a lot of friends who are like, I can't believe you say nice things about him and blah, blah, blah. He's always been fucking great to me. So because he's cool with me, I'm, I'm cool with him. And we have different opinions on wrestling. Who the fuck cares? I'm not going to shit on him for liking something different. You know, who cares? Exactly. I think wrestling would be a lot easier if we all stopped trying to like the same things, fucking like what you like, watch what you like, who cares? Let me give you a perfect example. I love Jim Cornette. Yep. Love him. Love Eric Bischoff. Love Vince Russo. And how about that for three people that probably wouldn't get along? <laughs> yeah. And and I'm I'm not saying I I love every decision they've made. I've loved everything they've done. These three guys were good to me and are still good to me. Right. And I consider them friends. Even though they had their differences and they don't like each other, especially when they, those two guys come to Russo, I get it. I understand, but I, I can't approach it that way because they're of my past with, with them. Did you see, um, or Vince Russo did a painting, a painting. Yeah. He recently did a painting of, uh, Paul Heyman, Eric Bischoff and Bruce Pritchard. No, it was not flattering. It was very mean spirited. And he's selling it on eBay. 
Hmm. Okay, I'll have to look it up. Okay. Mean spirited, huh? Yeah, he's look. got he's got Eric Bischoff in a oh. yellow shirt with a red trim, and it says "I Heart Hulk." And underneath Eric's painting, it says "Con Man." And then there's a Brother Love caricature, and underneath Brother Love, it says "Backstabber." And then it's got, uh, Paul Heyman and he's got a pen on, instead of saying, I love Hulk, it just says me. And underneath it says bullshitter. Wow. And, um, this is one painting or three different paintings. It's one painting all together. Uh huh. And he's calling it, uh, the worst three mistakes Vince ever made or something like that. Wow. And, uh, when fans try to call him out and say, man, why are you burning these bridges? These guys are your friends. You know, Vince defends it. And he's like, um, Vince does, uh, Bruce doesn't understand the meaning of the word friendship. So hmm. I hate, you know, I hate that. I do. I hate that. I love Vince Russo, but I hate that. I hate that people that I like and everybody you talked about, I like can't get along and got to put it out in public. I just, I hate that. Meanwhile, back to this match. Uh, they're still going. <laughs> they still are. Uh, I just have a feeling that that little, uh, Boston crab we're looking at right there. It's pretty fucking snug. See him twisting and turning. Yeah. Come on. You big Russian gimmick. Get out of this. Do you think at this point, Jr. was, uh, trying to rub one out because I was thinking the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, seriously, it's his favorite fucking wrestler ever. And it ain't close. Right. No matter what anybody says. Right. And I understand they were friends in real life. Sure. And sometimes I think, you know, that gets lost on people like. You and I, you know, put over Eric Bischoff and Bruce Pritchard every chance we get because they're our friends in real life, not because they're, you know, our favorite wrestling personalities ever. Just, we know them in real life and they're, they're great. Right. What's not great though. Is that fucking piece of shit Elton John movie. Do we talk about that? No, we haven't. Uh, I didn't want to see it. Well, let me just save you $8. Okay. I was hoping it would be like, you know, I was not like a huge queen fan, but that fucking okay. movie last year was badass. Yes, it was. And Man, so I, I, that sort of set the expectation for me. Right. Nah, it would be like, you know, you're, you're hoping for Bret Hart and you get Jim Neidhart. Hey, a member of the Hart foundation will be here. Fuck. Yeah, man. The best there is the best there. Will. Oh, it's fucking. Neidhart. I mean, he's cool too. Like if the, if, if, if the bar wasn't set so high, if you didn't have your expectation in a different area, you'd be thrilled with Jim Neidhart. Right. But you were sort of expecting something different. Right. And and so I think you'll like it. Um, I did not. Cause first of all, I know you like shitty shit. I know that's your deal. Like if something's real shitty, you, you kind of like it just to be contrarian. Right. Yeah. Right. And, I do. And here's the other thing. It's a musical. They sing the whole fucking time. Oh, they do. So you're in. It's a musical. Yeah. 
Oh, well then, then I've got to see it. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. So basically you're saying you went to see gone with the wind and you saw no holes barred. I mean, I, I like no holes barred better than gone with the wind. Does that make me weird? No, it doesn't. There's nothing like Hulk killing everybody. Not winning, killing everybody, breaking a fucker's neck and electrocuting another one. Uh, and fans cheering, cheering death, cheering death. Whoa. Uh oh, it's okay. Don't worry. I can catch him. Cause I'm fucking <laughs> Jesus Christ. He just beating the fuck out of everybody. They just pinned steamboat. Why did they not pin Nikita? I don't know. You know why? Why? Cause there's, uh, there's a Skeeter on the Keter. Knock it off. Knock it off. <laughs> it was actually whack it off. Oh, whack it. How do you, how do you mess that up? Well, let's, let's do the call here. Okay. All right. We're going to throw him in the dock. Doc, make sure you catch him. No problem there, bro. <laughs> I'll catch him. You ain't going anywhere, motherfucker. So I'm just going to walk here and I'm going to smash you. Oh, fuck. And then I'm, <laughs> God, I'm sure steamboat. And then he's going to fuck him in the ass. Uh, I'm sure steamboat remembers that move. Wow. Cause that was legit right there. That's the Oklahoma <laughs> stampede, isn't it? Uh, somewhat. Yeah. Yeah. A modified Oklahoma stampede. Sassafras, Michael celebrating. He's going to win him the damn tag team titles. Now, now Jesse, I, I've just noticed you're not just wearing jeans with this. You've got a full fucking suit. Well, that's right. Jim Ross, they called this on Seinfeld, a puffy shirt. I took the puffy shirt a little bit further. I've got some color in it. I got some glitter on it as well. I don't know where I got that glitter. Could have been in a strip club, but not really. Uh, now there's a sign behind me that we're going to ignore and I'm going to tell them, take Jason Hervey's fucking sign away. It says, Jesse, do your mayoral duty and make Jim Ross a garbage man. Now, I don't know why they think I'm a garbage man. Just because I brokered a deal to Crockett that bankrupted them. That don't make me a garbage man. No, it makes you smart and you're still in the business right now. I understand you're working for AEW. So fuck everybody else. The Crockett's are not involved. That's exactly right. I'm making more money than I ever have in my entire career. Thanks to my super agent, Barry Bloom. Nobody likes him, but my banker sure does back to the ring. Here we are at the great American trash. Speaking of garbage. Uh, and we're in Albany, Georgia, beautiful Albany civic center. There was a flood. I, I mentioned that there was a flood, I think around this time that flooded the civic center. Well, Here well, comes, why are uh, you so obsessed with this fucking flood? It's the third time you've mentioned it today. I was saying Hashimoto, uh, it was, uh, it, uh, it destroyed parts of Albany. I think that it, happened in 94, 94. Okay. Get your See, shit together. You remembered it. No, but Google did. Okay. You love that one. Why did that get you? <laughs> it's like a guy sitting next to you. What's your name? Google. What do you remember about the flood? It's fucking 94. Thank you. Now go get me a drink. Google. 
Well, I see. It sees here that says here that you'd like Meliella zero. Uh, Dustin Rhodes, Barry Window coming back out. Fuck. You know, uh, I just realized I don't give a fuck about tournaments. Now, are you saying that as a competitor or as a real life Noah Anthony Shivani? No, as 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 a fan. We've seen these guys wrestle already. Yeah. Next. Next. Show me something different. You ever seen, you ever, has there ever been a tournament in boxing that you've seen HBO fights? Well, he won the first bout. He's going to come out and fight again. I don't know that you know this, but that is literally the basis of UFC. What is tournaments? Don't like them. See, and you know, you know what? I've never watched a UFC fight. What? Ever. Hang on. You've never seen one. Never seen one ever. Uh, well, we're fucking fixing that. Next time you come over, I'm going to make you watch some. Well, okay. Uh, you know, uh, when we were in Baltimore and, uh, St. Louis, I roomed with Casio and he had, uh, UFC on and, uh, he, he didn't know that. And so, uh, there's no way he knew that in St. Louis. Okay. Yeah, it was Baltimore. Uh, and, uh, he said, let's uh, watch this. And I was like working on something. And I was listening to it, but I didn't watch it. But no, I've never watched a UFC fight. Never. Ah, because they got the hook too, you know. Yeah, this is just boring as hell. (laughs) (laughs) It is. The great American trash. I, and uh, I get what they're trying to do here. They're trying to, they're trying to make wrestling legit. They're trying to make it a, a sport, an athletic competition, athletic competition. And I get that, but it ain't that by the way, the next month, the WWF would present SummerSlam 92, where we had the Legion of doom open the show, riding a couple of motorcycles to the ring to take on money, Inc. Then nails and Virgil. Then Rick Martell and Shawn Michaels and sensational Sherry had like a fishnet bodysuit on, but a thong underneath. Mm. And, uh, the, uh, 11 year old in me was very fascinated by that. Uh, then there was the natural disasters and the Beverly brothers crush and repo man, the ultimate warrior and the macho man, the undertaker and Kamala. And then the British bulldog and Bret Hart was your main event. 25 minute match for the intercontinental title title that people still talk about. Why do they talk about it? Just because it was a good match or Probably the some- most iconic match of British Bulldogs career, you know, being in the main event at Wembley stadium, a $2.2 million gate, like $1.4 million in merch, just tremendous. But the buy rate died, you know, the buy rate was a 1.5 for that SummerSlam and SummerSlam 91. Uh, was a 2.7. So the, the fall in wrestling from 91 to 92 is substantial. Huh? So, uh, I guess we should mention that it just dawned on me again. Yeah. Cause I guess we talked about it before. 
but a few days ago, I realized that your name is Noah Anthony Shivani. Mm-hmm. That's my name. N-A-S, Nas. Nas. You know, uh, I was named, my dad was Noah. That was his name. And I was named Noah. And I was named Noah back at a time when it wasn't fashionable. There's a lot of kids named Noah now. Now it's cool. Back then, it's like, did your parents fuck up and name you Noah? Where's your ark? Uh, things like that. But now my, you know, uh, my second grandson is named Noah as well. And uh, so it's a it's a family. And I, re- you know what? I looked at my birth certificate. I'm a junior. Really? You just realized that? Yeah. I just realized it this year. So you didn't know that you and your dad had the same name. Dad, dad always contended that he had no middle name, no middle name. He was just Noah Shivani. But then you look on my birth certificate, you see that someone put in, put it in a, uh, the birth certificate in a different typewriter and type junior on the end of it, Jr. So I don't know if it's somebody just was fucking around with my birth certificate or not, but I'm a junior. Wow. We're our talk is a little bit more boring in this match right now. So here's the thing though. Mm-hmm. You're named after one of the most iconic rappers ever. And wow. now, and now in the last, I don't know, uh, eight months, a new 20 year old rapper has emerged and he calls himself Lil Nas X and he has, uh, the most popular song of the year without question, old town road, which I know you've heard whether you want to or not. I've heard old town road. Yeah. Okay. How do you not that dude? They play it everywhere. Okay. Like, kids love it. Grandmas love it. All right. Well, good. Even did a remix with uh, fucking Billy Ray Cyrus. Wow. Really? Yeah. You're not in the the loop on that? No. Billy Ray fucking Cyrus. Yeah. Jesus. They got over. Well, okay. So I'm named after him, right? So so we got to get you a new nickname since there's a, a little Nas X. We got, we got to get you on the, on the, on the train. You got to be like medium Nas something like not X, but something you've heard this though. You don't think you've heard that? Yeah, I've heard it. I've heard it. Okay. I got it. Yeah. I I got it. I'm with you. All right. So we got to come up with your new gimmick. All right. So. You got the Nas part already. Okay. So we're going to, we're going to do little. We're going to do big because all rappers are little or big. Yeah. So we got, you got to do little or big. And then what letter are we putting at the end? Well, we could put B for blue chew. Hmm. Maybe BC. Yeah. Big Nas BC. Nah, I don't like the ring of that. Big Nas B. We can do better than that. But I mean, we got to start calling you. We got to get you over as Nas. How about old Nas B? 
Old Nosby. <laughs> All right. How much of the show? We okay. Here we go. And uh, Dustin and you know, I, I, I give these guys some credit, man. They they've worked a couple of real stiff matches here, and they're still going at it. Yeah, this show is sponsored by Sweat. Yes, it was. And guess what? You probably your payoff probably wasn't anything different than if you had wrestled once, knowing Bill Watts as tight as he was. And you know, they brought Bill in to to clean things up, to help make money, to cut the budget, to bring it back down, and he did. Oh, I meant uh, to tell you, uh, talking about budgets. Uh, the wife and I talked about our anniversary trip. You know, we got our one year anniversary coming up here in like three months. Not that she would remember since she didn't come to the wedding or anything. And, um, we had the discussion about where we wanted to take our anniversary trip. Okay. Ran through some different ideas. We could, you know, Greece, Italy, Mexico, Cayman islands. Puerto Rico, Cayman's cool, California, Aruba. You know, we hit a few different ones, right? Here's what we settled on. Marietta. (laughs) As in Georgia, I said, (laughs) you guys are full of shit. (laughs) If he won't come to the wedding, we'll bring the wedding to him. Marietta. So we're going to show up on your fucking front door (laughs) with our bags under our arms, Mm -hmm. just like a, an eighties movie, like a Christmas vacation. Right. Except it's going to be in October. So you got, here's your heads up. Mm -hmm. Get the dog hair under control. No. Well, first of all, the dog hair is never under control here. And I think it's a great idea because maybe to get Lois off her ass and clean the house for once in her life. Uh, and, uh, I think it's great. You guys are always welcome here. You're always welcome here. This is the part of the show where I give your home address. No, it's not. Well, you just mark the time. Like you always do. Okay. (laughs) And I think it will be great. We've got, uh, two spare bedrooms. Oh, that's good. One for me and one for her. (laughs) That's kind of like me and Lois. Uh, yeah, we haven't talked about that, but y'all sleep in different rooms. Yes, we do. Tell everybody, you know, the key to a, a happy marriage. Well, that, uh, that we, we've always, uh, <clears throat> it started when I started working in the mornings to the radio station and I would get up, you know, I have to get up at 3 AM to go and do mornings. And she would want to come to bed at 11 o'clock and she would get the bed and turn the TV on and wake me up. I already be in bed. And I said, you know, I'm just going to go to the, uh, one of these, cause we have like three bedrooms. We had four upstairs. We got three upstairs. Uh, and I'm going to go in one of these rooms and sleep because you keep waking me up and it just stayed that way. And we've been doing that for over 10 years now, I think. Uh, and if, you know, if the blue chew moment's right, you know, I can go see her. And, uh, how do you do that? How do you, how do you go see her? You get up and you open the door and you walk in and you say, uh, Hey, what you doing? She said, what are you doing here in here? I said, uh, well, if you get off your phone for a second, I'll show you. Oh, 
And do you walk over and slap it on her phone or what do you do? <laughs> I feel like you slap it on her phone. Slap it on her phone. It's like, baby, text this, honey. Oh Lord. Um, and, and that's, uh, so, uh, and it, it, we, we like that. And, uh, you know, bug, uh, sleeps in my bed and, uh, chewy sleeps in hers and Dooley sleeps downstairs and the little beagle sleeps in the kennel because she's got to, because you let her roam, roam around the house at night and she'll shit and piss on everything. I, uh, I think I have a good idea of how you let Lois know that it's time. Okay. Like from your old wrestling days, you know, you know, you got to make an entrance, right? So I think you have like entrance music. Yeah. Or I say it's Dick. I think you come in to return to the Mac. <laughs> what did you say? Come in to return to the Mac. I'm playing it for everybody here. And then you say. It's Sponsored by Blue Chew. <laughs> hey, did you see the news this past week that, uh, I guess Jerry Lawler's old podcast co-host, Glenn Moore, who, uh, I thought I was friends with, apparently has been scamming people for, uh, Jerry Lawler memorabilia and art. Yeah, I, I did see that. That's a shame too. He, uh, he helped us out at both Starcast one and two, and he was always a cool guy to me. And yeah, I didn't know any, I didn't know any of this was going on. And so when, when Lawler called and sort of caught me up, I thought, well, shit, we got to let everybody know. And then the next day, um, the local news did a whole story on it. I guess, I guess it's like thousands of dollars now where he's promised, oh yeah, Jerry will draw this for you or he'll draw that for you or whatever. And then. Nothing happens. Yikes. That is a shame on many levels. It is a shame. It's a shame because people got ripped off, but it's also a shame because I felt like I knew this guy and obviously Jerry did too. I mean, I think, uh, he even like stayed at Jerry's house for like a couple of months once. So they were pretty good friends and you just don't see that coming. You know? No, you're right. So here's the deal. If you're, uh, if you're listening to this and you were one of those guys who maybe got scammed, uh, Lawler's committed to trying to make it right. It's going to probably take him a while to dig out, but if you paid for something and you didn't get it, uh, it wasn't Jerry's fault, but Jerry's not going to wash his hands of it. He wants to do the right thing by you. So do a little, have a little patience and, uh, communicate with his, uh, account and they'll figure out a way to fix it. My goodness. What a mess. That is, and uh, let's uh, just uh, kudos out to the king. We're doing the right thing, baby. The right thing, absolutely. Wow. Cover one, two, three. That's a hell of a finish. Yeah, it is. And the fans bought into it as well. So we've, uh, you know, uh, I don't know about you, Conrad, but I'm fucking tag team out. We're not done. Whew, we got one more tag team match to go. And that's going to be, uh, Dustin and, uh, Wyndham against doc and, uh, and Pam, bam, Michael. 
Can I tell you the worst part about that too? What? That's just the worst part. Hey, by the way, uh, do you know what they called their, their, their team name, Terry Gordy and, uh, Dr. Death. Do you know what their team name was? You know what? I didn't, but I read it online. It was something like massive something. Miracle violence connection. Miracle violence connection. MVC. Who you came up with that? MVC? Yeah, you know me. Who came up with that one? Her. Give me two guesses. Her, 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 her. Magnum, I don't know about you, but I've had enough tag team wrestling. Oh, you're goddamn right. I've had enough tag team wrestling. I want to. I got to stop. Fuck, I was so frustrated. I almost said something I couldn't take back. All right. All right. We're here with uh, one of the all time greats, uh, Ron Simmons. And Ron, I have it on good authority. Bill Watts is here. And that means some goals probably in your future, my African American friend. Absolutely. Well, I'll just say, just damn. Just damn tag team. Damn Albany. I went to Florida State. That's why they're cheering me here. Because these people like Florida State Seminole football. They don't know any fucking better. But we were a good team. And now, Florida State, take a look at that team. What the fuck have they done lately? I'll tell you right now, nothing. They go to Doak Campbell Stadium. You can buy as many tickets as you want at Doak Campbell Stadium. Back when I was playing, hell, you couldn't get a ticket. You couldn't even go out front and scalp a ticket. Speaking of scalping, that's what the Seminoles did years ago. But I ain't getting into that because I want to be politically correct. The fact is, is that Florida State needs to get up its off its ass. Alabama's gotten, they're the best. Auburn's gotten better. Even the Florida Gators are getting a little bit better. And we all know they suck. I agree with that. We hope Florida State gets back to prominence. How great is it too, that less than a month after this, Ron Simmons is the champ. Yeah, it is. At a fucking house show in Baltimore. God damn it, Leon, get out here. Yeah, there he is. Look at him. Look at, look at him. Yeah. He's going to get the belt. I don't know that it'll fit, but look at this motherfucker. He's the baddest ass on God's green earth. Look at those red lights lighting up in the eyes. Did I I tell you the story about that, that hood? No. You know, he, he didn't wear it. He stopped wearing it. Right. You know why he stopped wearing it? No. He didn't want to carry it around with him anymore. What? Do you blame him? If it's part of your fucking gimmick, you carry it. Jesus Christ, Tony. It doesn't have to be part of his gimmick. It, but it was, it was tremendous. Well, things change. Yeah, but he's big van Vader. Well, okay. Why don't you tell Hulk Hogan? Listen, go cut this black and white shit out. Go get your goddamn yellow and red on. It's part of your fucking gimmick. Look at that. The steam, look at the steam and smoke coming out. Put it in the fucking box. Yeah. Check it in. Delta that wasn't charging you back then to check that shit in. Put it in the box. Send it FedEx. Have the truck meet you there. Here, here's a better question. Get a gimmick guy to travel with you. Give it to Harley. Have him slop it around. Can you shove it up your ass, Leon? That's what that would have been. Then. Ten, 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 ten. Sting! Red, white, and blue! Sting getting ready to get his ass kicking. He knows it, too. 
Gonna oh. go in and wrestle the stiff motherfucker. I love the sting music. By the way, how about that jacket? Yeah. I just love the uh American flag sting jackets. I do too. Where is that available anywhere? No. No that, one has that? That belt though, uh Dave Milliken owns. We've had it at Starcast one and two. Okay, yeah, I've seen it. But the, the, did we ask Sting if he still got that jacket? I can't ask him. Why? Because it's fucking inappropriate. Oh, for crying out loud. It's wrestling. He's old. No, I get it. But like, you know, now, now that we do business together on appearances, I'm supposed to be like, uh, Mr. Sting, uh, do you have any of those shiny jackets available? I'd love to have one. I can't do that. I can see, I can see that coming out of Dave Silva's mouth. Oh, of course he would fucking ask. And I would just shoot fucking lasers out of my eyes. Like sting did at the white castle of fear. Like what the fuck are you doing? He's here to sign autographs and take pictures with fans and get a check and leave. I, you know what? Dave Silva is the Peter Laurie of our group. Isn't he? I don't know what a Peter Laurie is. Oh, Mr. Oh, Mr. Vader. Your eyes are winking and blinking. Yes, that's definitely him. Then. Okay. I got it. I looked him up. I know exactly who this is. All right. And yes, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. he definitely is for Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> oh yes. My God. I mean, it's, yeah, it's terrible. I guess it's a Texas connection. I don't know. You know, he used to give Bruce massages when we would do live shows. No, uh, don't go. Don't go there. I'm, I'm so sore, Dave. Oh, don't go. There. Oh, don't. look at, look at this pounding sting. Oh, He's going to, the sting's going to need a massage. Oh, oh. <laughs> Mr. Pritchard. Oh, can you, can you help me, Dave? I hurt so bad. Can you help me pull my shoes off? Oh, and Mr. Pritchard, your eyes are winking. Oh, and then he gets that WWE money and it's like, Dave, who? Unfucking real. Hey, Silva, if you're listening, okay, go to patreon.com. Check the messages, motherfucker. Now you're getting me pissed off. <laughs> Into the ropes. Stink took a little ass beating over there in the corner while you were talking about massages. Oh. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> we ain't doing that shit. Not right now. See, Bill Watts knew right here. Yep. The next guy is Ron Simmons. Yeah, that's right. That's pretty well, cool. That, that shot of him watching Vader manhandle sting and shooting yeah. it over his shoulder. Great shot, man. Yeah, that's well done. You're right. Yeah. Oh. He just, he just, he just threw sting off. Oh God. Leon was, he was tremendous. Look at this. <laughs> Yeah, those are working punches. All right. Here comes a working body splash. Oh, but he went up with him. Dude, that was cool. That was man. To see, to see Vader leave his feet like that. Yep. He could bump. Look at this. He could bump for you. He about ran over Randy Anderson. Mm-hmm. One of the cool things, you know, and I know that this has been criticized a lot, but the lot, I don't like the look and I don't like, um, what it represents necessarily. You know, from a, from an injury standpoint, but I, I think it's a fun little 
Hey, our, our guys aren't, uh, aren't trapeze artists. Take the fucking mats up from around the ring. It's just concrete. Exactly. Like the theory behind our guys are badasses. We don't need pads and mats. It's cool. But at the same time, if it prevents injury, which means they're going to miss shows, what the fuck put the mats down. It just shows you how wrestling and combat sports have evolved. And, um, uh, it's all about making as much money as you can. I guess it's always been that way, but even more so now, but I, I get it. If a guy gets hurt on the outside and he can't perform, then everybody loses. But you're right. There was a concerted effort back then during the Bill Watts era to say, there's no mats here. This is a tough guy sport. We're legit. We're real. Bill was into all of that tough stuff. And you know what? Guys like Vader and Dr. Death made it fucking legit. You want to tell everybody what we got coming up on the next episode here? I got to look at my notes here. Oh, okay. I got it right here. Okay. What is it? Uh, bash at the beach, 1997. Oh, how many tag team matches are going to be in that one? Well, less than this one. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, but that's the one where I think most people remember this. You've got Luger and the giant on one side, Hogan and Rodman on the other. Right. You've also got a retirement match with Chris Benoit and the Taskmaster. Wow. Steiner brothers in there with Muda and Chono. Jericho in there with Ultimo Dragon. But really the thing we're all here to see. Mortis and Wrath against Glacier and Ernest Miller. Hmm. Man, did Sting and Vader ever have a bad match? There's something about don't get me wrong, I understand that Sting would say that Flair was his best opponent. But to me, dude, Sting defending or chasing, usually defending the world title against Vader or Cactus Jack, what a fucking deal, man. A suplex from the outside in on a 400-pound motherfucker, that's awesome. I agree. I think Vader was his best opponent. Yeah. Because Vader was the big, super badass heel, and Sting was the franchise, if I can use that well-worn, overused term. Of course he was your, your baby face and Vader could bump for him, make him look great. Sting didn't need to bump for Vader cause Vader, Vader actually beat the shit out of you. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, I agree. White castle of fear. We've had that in our archives, the strap match, which was a great one. Phenomenal one. Actually. I, uh, I've never had a white castle of fear, but I had a crystal of fear. I had a couple of white castles of fear in St. Louis. Not as many as Cassio did. No, no. They didn't stay in my body long. Though. That was good. It was a full evacuation. Full on. Yeah. Right. Have you used a squatty potty before? No, I'm not. Are you in the loop on them? Yes. Do you want one? Uh, do they work or is I, it a gimmick? I don't know. I've never used mine. Okay. <laughs> You're just trying to get rid of your junk. Well, no, bring it here. We got we got a house full of junk. It's brand new in the box, baby. Oh, good God! I don't have a problem. I didn't think you had a problem either, because you're like I'll shit on the floor. I don't care. Oh no, I I don't have a problem shitting. Then why no. would you entertain a squatty potty? 
Well, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it makes shitty more comfortable. I don't know. It's a more complete evacuation. Okay, good. I, I can, there's no way that uh, after I ate those White Castles that any more stuff could have come out of me that, that night. It sort of wrung you out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was My, my colon collapsed from being empty. Hey, you know, the summer is, uh, we're, we're in the thick of things here. Are you going to float around my pool at all? No, I'm, I'm not a pool guy. I appreciate the offer though. Yeah, you don't, you don't like cool water and cold beers and fellowship. I, I like, I don't like sunshine. One, two, two count. I'm not into laying in the sun. What? I don't like sunshine. I'm a vampire. This whole bat cave thing is fucking legit. Yes, it is. By the way, I made, uh, I made the wife watch, uh, the original Batman from 89 this past oh, week. Pretty fucking cool. Right? It's pretty awesome. Yes, it is. The second one was awesome too. With Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman, Danny DeVito is the penguin. Where are you at? Um, Kim Basinger or Michelle Pfeiffer? Oh, Kim Basinger all night long. Please. All Even night long. Yeah, that's way more time than you need. Yeah. No, I just. No, I'd stay there all night long. You gonna guess all Kim Basinger is? She's in her sixties. Sixty-five. Yeah. And I guess old Michelle Pfeiffer is. Uh, she's in her sixties too. Sixty-one. Wow, Basinger's older. And I guess Kim, Basinger, Kim Basinger never looked bad in any movie she's ever done. Who's your uh, Who's your 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 new flavor of the week? Your movie, your movie ladies, your Hollywood's starlets. Oh, my new flavor of the week, Hollywood starlets. Oh God. Uh, there's a girl who's on, have you ever seen abstinia? No. Okay. It's, uh, well, I don't know if I pronounce that right. It's abstentia. Maybe. Absentia. I don't know. It's on, uh, absentia, absentia. It's on, uh, prime. Okay. Never heard of it. I believe you though. Okay. Well, the girl on there just, she's your jam. Yeah. Her name is Stana Kadic. Hmm. S T A N A K A T I C. She's plays the lead character in that. Then the guy, the, the girl that plays Alice on there is pretty hot too. Those two girls I really like a lot. <laughs> I like when you get your sensual to, I like them a lot. <laughs> Listen, the, I, the answer was Margot Robbie. That's what you're supposed to say. Margot Robbie. Yep. Who's Margot Robbie. She was in the Wolf of wall street. She's in the new Quentin Tarantino movie coming out. Oh about yeah. The Manson yeah. murders. I think she did, uh, yeah, you know, like the Harley Quinn character. She was that. Oh, yes. That's, oh, the, yes. that's the money. Yes, you're right. Yeah, she played a great Harley Quinn. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't I can't make, make myself watch that, but she was as you, roll tight as roll tight gets in Wolf of Wall Street. Come on, you can watch. Look, uh, Suicide Squad was a terrible fucking movie, but you got to watch it. Nah. Yeah, because she's... She was lethal and she would, it would be a good way to go. Have her kill you. 
Really? Oh, yeah. So you're just signing up for chicks to kill you now? No, just her, maybe. Hey, we are, uh, we are, we are ignoring. But here's the thing. When the match is great, there's only so much stuff we can say. Yeah. And this is one of the best matches WCW put on in 1992. Uh If you're going to watch one match this week that Uh Tony and I are going to talk about, this is the one. They're telling a hell of a story. And, and the story is here's this unbeatable monster, a 400 pounder. He's a bully and he's going to lean on you and he's going to dominate you. And he's going to take advantage of you in the ring and, and, and good luck. It's not a matter of, can you win? It's a matter of, can you survive? And our champion sting, who is literally wearing white. Uh, he's here to be our white knight and it ain't looking so fucking good. Harley's barking orders from the outside and Vader is working a slow, methodical ass kicking match. I'm digging it too, man. It's great stuff. Stana Katic. Remember that name and watch Abstendia. Abstendia. All right. Look at this. Oh, fuck. I mean, you, you had to be a hell of a man just to, to, to stand in there. Vader told him to block it. Sting did. Fucking Vader was fucking awesome. Wasn't he? The best. Fuck. He was fucking awesome. I mean, seriously, I don't think we realized how good he was. We knew he was good, but I don't think we realized how good he was until we go back and watch it years later. I talked about this with Eric Bischoff on uh, 83 weeks this week that there's a narrative in wrestling that WCW didn't know what to do with their stars and to be big stars, they had to go to the WWF. And that was certainly the case with like Kevin Nash or Scott Hall or Steve Austin or Cactus Jack or Chris Jericho. But that wasn't always the case. Vader was a stud here. And then... Not so much in the WWF. Right. Some guy just went running right past the ring. Uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, that is, uh, part of that is because, uh, Vader could be very difficult to deal with. And we let him get away with a lot of stuff. And of course he had Harley too, which, which helped out. You know, they put Harley with him for a number of reasons. One, they thought that Harley could help control him because who is that fucker keeps running by the ring here? Uh, they thought Harley could help control him and help settle him down because he was pretty high strung. Look at this. Give us an example. Uh, not, uh, not wanting to do, uh, what you wanted to book. Uh, I'll give you another one. The fight he had with Paul Orndorff in the back. Yeah. He, uh, we wanted the, the, how the fight began was we needed him out for interviews and Paul Orndorff went to get him and he was taking his own good time knowing full well that we had to do interviews and we needed him right now and we're looking for him. And Orndorff comes and he's Orndorff is heard on camera saying, fuck him. He's not coming out. 
let's do it without him because the motherfucker is not doing what we want him to do. And Leon heard that, and that started the confrontation. Look at that one, two. Wow. Had Leon been out there on time, that never would have happened. Uh, and that was the thing. You know, Harley making sure that he was there. Because Harley was an old pro. You know, got to do your interviews, Leon. Got to be there on time. And uh, I remember I heard that Leon was, you know, very obstinate and very difficult to work with and very much a bully in real life. And then I had dinner with him in Milwaukee. Uh, me and a couple other guys, and Leon was with us, and he was as calm and as nice as he could be. Yeah, I was going to say, that was not my experience with him. He was always super yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think, uh, I just think once he was out of the, the ring, once he was out of the arena, that he was uh, a much different person than he became big van Vader. He really did in the ring. He became big van Vader in the back. He wasn't Leon white. Both are selling here. This is pretty damn good. A great match. Yes, it Best is match man. on they, the card and it ain't close. Yep. That motherfucker runs by somebody needs to clothesline that fucker who's running by. That's like the third or fourth time he's done that. Why, why are you so hot about it? Well, because he's trying to draw attention to himself during a great fucking match. Clothesline it. <laughs> I mean, isn't that what we do? Yeah. But I'm old. I'm either going to retire or die. Cause these motherfuckers are 60. these guys sting is just fucking selling his ass off here or and he's been actually beaten up a lot too but he's just not oh god one two three wow what do you think fucking sting put that motherfucker over buddy here's the this is one of those matches, you know, where you're talking about earlier during the show. This is one of those matches that's the, that's the fucking hook. You leave the arena that night. So I don't know what, uh, I'm not so sure what I saw all was real, but that fucking sting Vader match was fucking real. It won the, um, best match in the wrestling observer reader poll. And it wasn't close overall. This show only got 32% thumbs up, 49% thumbs down, 18% thumbs in the middle. Uh, but Vader here is going to become the first wrestler in history to win the world heavyweight title in four countries. He'd previously won the CWA title in Europe, the UWA title in Mexico, the IWGP in Japan. And now finally, this is his first U S title world title run. And there was a gimmick sting overshot, hit his head on the turnbuckle. The steel turnbuckle, and that led to him not, he was swinging wildly. He was out, and Leon collapsed him, fucking powerbombed him through the fucking mat. Awesome match, guys. Four stars in the Observer. Go watch it. It's badass. Four stars? Is that what it was? And it it, it earned all four of them. Yes, it did. All right. Here's Jim. Well, we're going to try to see if we can't scrape. The masked man or the, the painted face of Sting off the mat. 
Oh, look at goddamn Ole Anderson out here in his stripes trying to get himself over. Maybe that son of a bitch thinks he looks skinnier, less fat than stripes. That ain't a good look for Ole. He's probably uh trying to strut that ass for Sharon Sadello, but that's a story for another time. Oh, Sting's a hell of a man. He's he's gonna get up on his own two feet and well, goddamn look in the back here. It's Grizzly Smith. He's probably got some ideas for an opponent for the Stinger. And, uh, what do you think about Nikita Koloff supposed to be a badass walking around in a goddamn flip-flops, Jesse? Well, let me tell you this, Jim Ross. Let me say something about Grizzly Smith. First of all, he came out here. He didn't want to come out. He had been smoking two packs of cigarettes in the back. And he said, you know what? I've got a son, I've got a couple of sons and a daughter who are pretty good wrestlers. Maybe I can put them against later. All right. Hey, so Magnum, uh, we got still got another motherfucking tag team match. You're not going to see a better match than that. We're going to put uh, uh, Ron Simmons in against him one day. Oh, I can't wait. Actually, I just can't wait for this show to fucking end. Unbelievably, we've got one more, one more goddamn tag team match. And what a fucking rib this is. They're going to go to a time limit draw and then have to do a sudden death. Why the fuck are we covering this one, Tony? Because it's real, Magnum. It's real. That's why we pulled the mats out. So it'd be real and they really get hurt. And that's what Cowboy wanted. He wanted realism. We got realism. Let's go back to Eric Bischoff. All right. My ears hurting. Let me say this, that if you were still alive, we would book you on SmackDown, but you're not Harley. You're alive, but I don't think we can use you. However, go ahead. Talk. Uh, this was the greatest match on God's green earth. We told you that we had an insurance policy to make sure this man left with the gold. And if you notice, they've already broken the W off of the logo plate. That's because they didn't have the greatest insurance on God's green earth. Harley race insurance brokerages can cover you for all of your needs. You've got a 400 pound mastodon going to knock your head clean off. I got a policy for that. You're going to ruin the biggest show in wrestling history on Fox. I got a policy for that. Hey, what? You know, I color my hair. Leon, talk to me. Oh, I'm talking about, I'm going to take my fingers like this and I'm going to shove them in Hulk Hogan's ass. I know he's not here yet, but he's coming and I ain't scared. Actually, I should be though, because he's going to make sure I leave because I don't want to be second place. Oh, there's your East Drake from our show as well. Let's take a look. Harley Race and Leon White. I'm Eric Bischoff. I'm going to run the company in about two years, and I'm going to go work for Vince. Huh. Did you hear the rumor? Oh, Eric Bischoff's going to be running Fox. Can you believe that? SmackDown, a wrestling show, going to be on broadcast, not cable, broadcast, Fox. And they put Eric, they dusted off Eric Bischoff's old crusty ass. What's a guy got to do to get Tony Schiavone hired around here? Well, what he's got to do is come up with a million dollars, Jim, like you're getting from AEW. million dollars. Schiavone may do it. I'm going to be the mayor. Hell, I'll be the governor one day. We talk about the world turned upside down. Fuck. Uh, great close personal friend of the show, Dave Green, sent a happy huh? birthday tweet to Cassio this past Saturday. Yeah. And it said, happy birthday, dude. Here's hoping you get shit faced all day. Make a fool of yourself. Do the worst 15 minute set in stand up history, fall in mud and pass out. Oh, wait. 
Oh God. Can you believe the life we live? Uh, it's could be worse. It could be worse. All right, man. We've got two referees with the belts. Ole Anderson is going to be the referee here. This is some big time shit. We're going, we're getting ready to, we're getting ready to unify these straps, man. And when, what will it matter in the scheme of things? Nothing. What does anything matter? No, I'm just saying like these, there were no long-term plans with these guys. No. I mean, I don't, I don't get it. Like if you're going to go through all this time and effort and energy. Well, I don't, there may have been long-term plans, uh, at that time. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I go back to, to Bill Watts wanting it to be an athletic competition. And he put what he thought was. Look at the fucking empty seats across from the ring. Like they're just like, oh, the Vader match is over. We're out of here. Exactly. Sting lost. We can go home. Exactly. Again, the wrong match is put on last. I mean, you understand why, you know, logistically, if you're going to have these guys wrestle three times, but like, here's a great example. Why are two of the biggest stars not on your show? I mean, I know they are now and they're in the last segment. Is that buddy Lee Parker right there? That Sarge on the right by Scott? (sighs) Yes, it is. Is that Joey Mags on the right? Joey Mags on the right too. Who's that in the back? I have no idea. With the mullet. Looks like Ricky Skaggs. (laughs) And who's on the left? That's that's Doug Dillinger. No, the the kid on the far left. That's Corky. Corky. (laughs) Look at those tag titles, man. Yeah. Like those belts. Beautiful. Don't know where they are. Don't care. Well, how long are they going to go? About 20 minutes here, I guess. 21 goddamn fucking minutes. This is the show that never ends. We got 28 minutes left in this show, and it feels like we started on Thursday. Yeah. Well, this is like marathon of podcasting. By the way, uh, can I just tell you how many podcasts uh, I've done today? Uh, boy, I don't even want to count. Three. And guess, and guess what? What? You've. Fucking dumbass, gonna add more to your plate. Well, here's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get ahead. Uh huh. Why are you laughing at that? I'd, li- I'd like I, to take like a week off. I'd like to get ahead too. You'd like to get some head. That's right. Okay. Now, are we gonna, are we ever gonna tell the story about uh, you and the prostitute in Las Vegas or no? What the hell are you talking about? You know, when we had the ladies you, of, uh, of the evening come up to the room, spit in their hand and take care of you, you are lying at your ass. I mean, what was cool is I can Jeez. hear you yell. We are desperately out of time. Oh, I gotta go. <laughs> you may be a lying piece of shit, but that's funny. Yeah, dude, it's the end of the mind. We're just trying to entertain. It's funny. Even when, when I'm on here saying, man, you're slinging a lot of dick these days. Everybody knows. No, he's not. They're just trying to make the blue chew ad entertaining. Come on. Tony ain't Tony's dick. Do it again. We're desperate out of time. <laughs> All right. So here's what happens. All right, that sound effect. Let me, I got you. I'm going to tell the whole story. You gotta, you again. Got sound effect. Tell any story you want to tell. Hey, that no longer like Tony's dick is valid. That number no longer valid, no longer active. 
Well, your dick is very active now. Thanks to blue chew. Okay. So, uh, you and I go to dinner in Las Vegas and, um, you say, Hey man, I'm going to try one of these blue chew. And I said, you got something lined up as low as coming out. What's the deal? You know, no, I just want to see what happens. And I thought that was weird, but I'd heard a rumor that viscera Mabel would sit around the locker room and take Viagra just to see what would happen. Like in the locker room, he just like enjoyed taking multiple Viagra just to see what would happen. And then he'd be like, look how hard it made it type of thing. Yeah. Um, so you wanted to do this at dinner or some steakhouse that Jim Valley recommended. I, I don't recommend it, but, uh, we do that. And then we get back to the room and there's a knock at the door. And I look at you and you're fucking grinning like the cat that ate the canary. And you go and open the door and you're like wringing your hands with excitement. And you're like, hello, Tony Schiavone. How are you? And you do the two hand handshake and you say, what's your name? And she's like diamond or whatever. <laughs> and so diamond comes into the room and I'm slack jawed as fuck. Like, is this a shoot whore in our room? What's going on? This is illegal. Slack jaw. <laughs> and so. Uh, she comes in and you offer her a drink and she says she'll have a Chardonnay and you're like, honey, um, we're in a rednecks room. We have water, we have Miller light and we have diet mellow yellow. And she says, I'll, I'll have water. And we got my friend here in the corner so he can recant the story. So go ahead. And, uh, then she has a couple sips of water and she says, well, should, should we go in the other room so I could get to know you a little better? And you're like, oh yeah. I mean, just grinning ear to ear. You're so happy. And you go in the other room and at the same time, I, we, yeah. you and I, it's late. We well, had been watching like classic TV, right? Andy Griffith. Yeah. No, we were watching oh, love connection. We were love, okay. So right. mash ended and we're now we're watching love connection and I'll okay. never forget. Cause it's like one of those from like 88 or something. Right. Chuck Woolery is like, you know, n- realizing, oh, I've got to hit a hard break here. Yeah. <laughs> so he says, we'll be back in two and two. And just before he said that the door to the bedroom closed fast forward. Yeah. And I hear we are desperately out of time. I've got to go. And then you walk into the room (laughs) naked from the waist down with a wash rag over your (laughs) nether regions and go, woo. (laughs) Well, I'm going to bed. See y'all later. And then diamond comes out and says, I'll have that mellow yellow now. (laughs) And that was the greatest night in the history of our great sport. My God. Oh, that's a story to fucking remember. Oh, because the best part is before Ah. Chuck Woolery came back from commercial inside of two and two, (laughs) Tony Schiavone was done. (laughs) Oh, and what was even more impressive as she described your nether regions. And this is an exact quote as very non-threatening. Those are the three words. So we may actually need a shirt that says very non-threatening. And she also said that when you finished, it looked like an explosion at the Krispy Kreme factory. And I don't know what that means. 
<laughs> but I know we had to get a new room. Uh, <laughs> I'll have that in the lookout now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Is this match over yet? Oh, fuck. I'll have that mellow yelling. <laughs> she had to have something to get that. That killed me. <laughs> oh, God. Great story. Wish it had happened. And as we know, it's 100% factual. We don't embellish anything on this show. Oh, nothing. Har- Harley race sells insurance. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just everything we say on the show, take it to the bank. Yeah. Wow. And these guys going 20 minutes, huh? Fuck. <laughs> That's what the audience is thinking too. <laughs> exactly. But again, back in the, you know, Bill wanted athletic competitions and, uh, this is what we were presenting back then for better or for worse. Uh, the, the entrances were separate as we talked about. Not only that, they were very plain. They just had that light grid above them as they walked in. And you know what? Let me get your opinion on this too. I think we've talked about this before. I think that the entrances today, sometime are just too elaborate. And I get it. They're making stars and they're putting together television shows and they're making something look, uh, big, but sometimes the guys who come out in those elaborate entrances cannot meet the expectations of the entrance. Yeah. Like Sandman, you know, Sandman is not the example you're talking about, but once the bell rang, it was sort of downhill for Sandman. Like the best part was the entrance. And I, I get what you're saying. A lot of the entrances now are so produced that, you know, it, it's a bit of a letdown when the bell rings. Cause that was the best part of the act. Go back to, uh, if, and if you're with us on Patreon, you know what we're talking about. One of our bonus podcasts in June was Goldberg and undertaker, uh, was not a good match, but I'm telling you, those entrances were fucking phenomenal. And I guess the people who were in Saudi Arabia, thought, well, we got a great show. And even though the match was terrible, but you just, you, you, no way to, sometimes there's nothing you can do in the ring that can top what you've just seen. Well, but you know what? That's part of it. Like, you know, people go to, you know, some people go to races for the crashes. Yeah. And some people go to the circus for the clowns and some go for the lion tamer and everybody's there for different things. And so I'm sure from a. A presentation standpoint, if you have this big elaborate entrance and pyro and video screen and loud music and big laser show. And if you've got all that, the presentation is, Hey, this guy's a star and this is a happening. We're at a big event. It's the presentation that make like I've been to the super bowl and I've been to regular NFL games. The difference is the, the pageantry, the pomp and circumstance. That's it. Okay. I get that, 
and maybe, uh, but maybe everything's looking the same now. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what's not looking the same and that's Dr. Death. He's, uh, he's looking like he's ready to go get his old Montana musket loader ready. Oh, are you in the loop on a Mon- Montana musket loader? Uh, no, I'm not. I feel is like it, this is, is something it, Dr. Death would have did. Is it a drink like a Moscow mule? No, it's when you're making sweet, tender love to a woman and you throw some good old Copenhagen long cut in your lip. And then after a minute or two, you take it out and place it on her anus and then stuff it in with your penis. <laughs> what the fuck? The old Montana musket loader. <laughs> what the fuck? What fucking degenerate, worthless redneck thought of that one? The referee Doug Markham just sent me that live while we're taping this. And I'm like, I, I can't not say this on the air right now. I've got to find a way to work it in and blame Dr. Death. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that, is like, that is like the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh, uh, you ever heard me use a term, make your asshole want to chew tobacco? <laughs> no. I guess that's where that came from. <laughs> Uh, isn't there a chew tobacco song? Uh, I'm sure there is. It's like oh. chew tobacco, chew tobacco spit or something like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, uh, that's what's his name song. Uh, uh, boys around here. Uh, what the fuck? B- Blake Shelton, Blake Shelton. Yeah. I feel like that's like the most Tony Schiavone song ever. Yeah. It's a great song, man. It is a great song. I like Blake Shelton. Uh, that makes one of us. Wow. You don't. No, if, if it's, if, if it's country music from 2000 forward, it's a piece yeah. of shit. Wow. Really? Yep. You don't like Zach Brown? Nope. Well, there's a lot you'd not to like about country music today, but some of the guys are pretty cool. Now, if you got some old Chattahoochee, Alan Jackson, like that's what Dustin Rhodes was listening to in his Ford right. F-150 as he pulled up to the building here in Albany. You got to like Eric church. Nope. Oh, come on. I don't even know who that is. Does he work for pro wrestling gorilla? Uh, no. Legit. If Eric church walked in my house right now, I would assume that he was here to like work on my dishwasher or something. I don't know who the fuck that is. Wow. Well, anyway, thank God we got away from that, uh, musket loader thing. That is fucking... <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst thing I've ever heard. What? And we've said some terrible shit on this. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. That's not true. I mean, we can beat it. Oh, I'm sure we can. Let's not try. Uh, wow. Jesus. I'll have that in the middle of the <laughs> I can't get that out of my mind. <laughs> can't. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, they're, they're pretty much tearing it up in here. They're doing a pretty good job for guys who have worked a couple of times and, uh, for the fans, not giving a shit about it, but remember it's an athletic competition. It's not, it's not that show business stuff they're doing up in New York. We got Ole Anderson. One of the greats is our referee takes no nonsense, no bullshit. Ole said, I'm just glad to get a paycheck. And you know that I saved 70 cents of every dollar I made throughout the years. Oh, 
Who saved seventy dollars? Seventy cents every dollar. Oli claims he did. Oh, I thought you were saying Doctor Death. I was like, that, I have it on good authority. That's not true. Oli did. Oli claims that. Oli and I had uh, we traveled together a couple of times and had some nice long talks. I feel like always uh, always the type of guy who will drop an old Cincinnati air freshener on you. Uh, yeah. Do you know, uh, here, here's a story about Tony Schiavone and Ole Anderson traveling together. And I guess he wasn't the only one who did this, but we were talking one time and this is probably when he was booking. So this would have been what? 91, maybe before dusty came in. Uh, he predicted, uh, nine 11. What? Yeah, he did. He didn't actually say it's going to be in New York. He didn't actually say it's going to be, uh, when it's going to happen. And he didn't actually say they were going to use airplanes. So he didn't predict a goddamn thing. No, but he predict. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> he predicted. He said, there's going to be a terrorist act on this country and it's going to be big. And if we don't watch ourselves, it's going to be a catastrophic or something like that. And he was saying, it's, he said, it's going to happen. He said, he, he said, they, they don't, they, they don't care about dying for their religion. And I said, really? He said, yeah. And there you go. Fast forward nine years later, he was right. He saw it coming and I'm sure he's not the only one that saw it coming, but I never will forget him talking about that. I mean, he didn't predict anything. That's silly. Oh, he did. So how are you liking your Jordan airs? Love them. Got some more you can buy me. Yeah. Oh, damn. They're good, man. You get lots of compliments on them. Oh yeah. All the time. All the time. I bet people are sort of, uh, shocked to see you wearing them, huh? Yeah. Jordan airs and the earrings and the chains. And, uh, and I got to color my beard here now. Cause my beard's getting too gray. Um, yeah, I'm just pretty fucking cool. At least. Well, not so sure. Lois would agree, but. Why don't you think Lois would agree? Yeah. She sees me every day and it's nothing special. Mm. Uh, look at Dr. I mean, uh, Terry Gordy repeated elbows. You know what? These guys are not having a bad match. Conrad. No, it's a great match. It's just, it's burnout. It's overkill. Right. You can only see the same guy. I mean, even if you know, everybody, I shouldn't say everybody, a lot of people say Ric Flair is one of the best wrestlers ever. However, if we saw him wrestle three times in the same night, it's. As you would say, high spot fatigue. But no, they are, they're working very hard. They're putting in a good athletic contest. And remember they're trying to elevate these titles in this one show. And the fans, you know, you talked about the fans on the hard camera side, leaving the fans at ringside. Don't give a shit right now either. No. This one lady, she picked up, she's walking away, man. Nope. She's sitting back down. She got her baby. Went to take a shit with her baby. Sit back down. What are you doing? Just trying to imagine what's going on at ringside. Went and take a shit with her baby. (laughs) Well, did you ever take your baby? No, I don't have a baby. (laughs) I know you don't. I've never had a baby. 
But they've got, uh, have you seen in bathrooms, they've got the diaper changing stations now. Yeah. I've seen that babies poop. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm in the loop on the poop. I know that's the thing. Yeah. But the poop. <laughs> the baby poop. Yeah, I mean, I know, I, I, I understand. I read a book about this called Everybody Poops. Everyone poops. Oh, the double noggin knocker. Come on, somebody get up. Really disappointed you didn't let me do my, uh, Oli looks like the type of guy who would do a little Cincinnati air freshener on you. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, it's a fart that you leave in an empty elevator for future occupants to experience. That's a that a year. Yeah. I mean, I've done that. You've done that. Everybody's done that. Here's my move though. Have I told you my move on elevator farts? No. So, uh, but I'm out of town and I got the wife with me and there's other people and they're going to get off before us. So they're going to, you know, we're going to the eighth floor. They're going to get off on the sixth floor, whatever elevator door opens. They exit just when they're out of our line of sight. I will rip a cartoon fart, like the loudest, most ridiculous fucking fart you've ever heard. Right. And then I'll yell, Megan, God damn it. And she hates me for it, but I do I'm it. Sure she does. I do it every time we travel. I even did it the other day when a guy was delivering pizza here at the house, I was in the kitchen. So I'm not in the line of sight from the front door. She answers the door. I rip a, uh, a sick cartoon fart. And, uh, that one came back to bite me. How? Well, because I yelled, help, help. I got one hung up. Help. I'm shitting. Help. And the guy says, is that Conrad? (laughs) Fuck. There you go. You're overexposed. Everybody knows you now. Not as overexposed as. Terry Gordy, <laughs> Dustin Rhodes, and Barry Windham. And- oh, God. These guys are guys are busting their ass, man. When, when you yell at your house when we're doing the podcast, does anybody come check on you? No. Isn't that cause for concern? Because no one checks on me either. We could be legit fucking dying in here. Right. And they'd wait like three hours before they checked on us just to be like, God damn, that's a long show. I guess we should check on them. Right. Time of death three hours ago. Right. Well, I thought he was just in the middle of a podcast. Yeah. Officer. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, uh, and you know what? She was <laughs> after Lois got done explaining all that. I thought he was in the middle of a podcast officer. You know, he gets up there and he just yells and screams and. He's just sick, or he was. I'll have that mellow yellow now. <laughs> and then she pops the top. You know, I used to date police officers. I worked in the, uh, in, uh, with the Greensboro Police Department years ago. You think she would be on that? Oh, my God. She loves police officers and firemen. But I mean, I'm saying you think she, she'd go for that. What the Melly Yell or the police officer? She would move on. Oh yeah, she'd move on in a minute. Oh, there you go. There's your pen. Uh Dr. Death and Terry Gordy, they're moving on. Look at the fans. Like, thank God it's over. They're racing yeah. for the exits. They are running for the exits. And meanwhile, I mean, look at how out of place Jesse Ventura is. It's like With a flamingo 
threw up. Yeah. Sitting on a metal folding chair. And you know what? I, I'm really surprised that, that Bill Watts and his effort to try to make it legit and real and, and be a different than Vince. Let, he let he, him do that. Let him do that. Right. Yeah. But I'm sure Jesse just showed up and there's nothing he could do. And well, there was plenty he could have done, but you know, Jesse was making a lot of money for the company back with not for the company. He was make the money. The company was paying him a lot of money back then. That was a contract that Kip Bry had signed him to. Uh, so Bill Watts just had to, uh, eat that money, I guess. Eat that money. Uh, All right. Here's the replay. Once again, as we were talking to some other shit. Wow. That's what you call knocking him for a loop. Another angle. Mm. Yeah, it didn't show it too many. You shouldn't show it the second time. Nope. That didn't work. You can always tell they're not going to kick you out when their eyes are closed. And Barry Windham couldn't make the save because Bam Bam had his leg. Yeah. And there it is. Your unified champion. And, uh, now the athletic competition is who can get out of the building the fucking fastest. And guess what kids, we still have about four minutes to go in this ill-timed show. So we're going to filibuster, filibuster, filibuster. Oh God. All right. Here they are. They've wrestled. I'm a champion. Yeah. I'm a champion. Jim Ross said it. Just hang around. Be my friend. I'll be the friend of you. You be the friend of Bill Watts, you'll make me a champion. The fact is, is that you can put anybody in the ring with me and I'll beat the fuck out of them. Yeah, that's me. I'm Dr. Death, Steve Williams. Well, bam, bam. Michael, I just want you to know that I got two belts and you ain't even got one. <laughs> I ain't got a belt for buddy. I ain't got a belt for you. I got two belts for me. <laughs> Or as my cartoon version of me says, ha, ha. that's right. You see, I'm the bully on the Simpsons and that's where I'm making the real money. So what do you think about that magnet? Well, what do you think about that? I can't, I can't. Every time we go to Magnum, I want to say something horrible about okay, the show and I just can't. All right. Well, don't then the fact is Michael may not have a belt, but he's got a fanny pack, a fanny pack. That's exactly right. He's got a fanny pack. Let's send it back to ringside. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know why we're throwing it back here, but we are, you see, they're paying me money, but they're paying Jesse a whole lot more than me. And, uh, it's all about the Halloween havoc. Now, Jesse, you see, that's going to be our next pay-per-view. We can't tell you what the main event is because we don't have our shit together yet, but what we do know is we're just thankful still to be here because, uh, conspicuous by their absence, Polly dangerously, Missy Hyatt, the ramp, the elaborate set. Everything that we got to know here with the Jim Hurt era is gone and tag team wrestling is back, Jesse. Yes, it is. Jim Ross. It's back better than ever before. Just like this jacket. This jacket is better than ever before. This jacket looked like someone took some jelly, stuck it on the head of their dick, rubbed it across the front of my jacket. I like it. What do you think? What do you think about these signs? Vader is a man. Sting is a woman. Well, I disagree with that. And I know I have it on good authority. That uh, Dr. Death is going to go celebrate tonight with a whole Montana musket loader. And uh, if you don't know what that is, just throw it in your urban dictionary or just ask referee Doug Markham. 
and, and I got I gotta say when I see a tweet like that or a text message like that from Doug, all I can think is turn around, Doug. And by turn around, I mean, turn your life around, Doug, you shouldn't be looking at things like that. And if you are going to be looking at things like that, you should certainly do it with a little help from our sponsors, blue Chew, right? Jess. That's exactly right. Jim Ross. I don't understand this sign WCW and Fox kids club. What the fuck? Uh, these signs behind us have been crazy. These people must be from Albany, Georgia. Ha, they are. How about the guy right between our shoulders? Just doing a dead ass stare, right? At, oh, now he throws up the four. He was waiting for the right time to do the worst Arn Anderson cosplay of all time. Well, he's probably going to be a dirt sheet writer or probably going to do his own videos on YouTube about wrestling when he gets a little bit older. Cause you know how those people are. They're fucking nuts. The fact is I make more money than you. Well, we know that's a fact and that's why I'm going to be disgruntled. And I'm going to take my ass North, but it ain't all bad. You see, I'm going to be calling WrestleMania soon and I'll be done with this bullshit. Let's see who we can blame for this. Bill Shaw, Robert do bill Watts, Jim Ross, Virgil Reynolds, Keith Mitchell, David F Crockett. The F is for fuck Tony Schiavone, Craig Leathers, Dan Bynum, Jr. Rob, Wright, Rick Fancher, Rick Wallace, Rick Wallace. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. there's Annette Yelder. She's our graphics coordinator. Oh, she sure was. She Jackie sure. Crockett. What up? What up, Jackie? There's Darwin Concord. Darwin sang at, uh, Michael Hayes' first wedding. R.A. Bear Berman. Mm-hmm. Bear. Joyce Dyer Atkinson. Woo, she looked good. She's a beautiful woman. Lynn Wheeler. Hmm. MacGyver. Tell me about why the pyrotechnics guy was nicknamed MacGyver. I, 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 I don't have an answer for that. What do you remember about Chris Linder or Chris Rarick? I don't remember anything. There's, well, there's Annette's name twice. Oh, look at the VP of marketing. Oh, publicist, Mike Weber. Weber. How about that? Casey Compton assistance, Mr. Reynolds. There's the bookie committee. Four of them. Uh-huh. Janie Engel. Dude. There it is. The great American trash. Fade so, to black. I'm so excited that we get to cover something from 97 next week. Yeah. I this was so. our longest show ever. Not really, but goddamn, it felt like it. Well, we, we had a lot of fun today though. I think we did. I think we, as always, you and I have fun. We get together like old friends do and watch wrestling matches. What's wrong with that? Well, no. I, don't know, I don't know if you're thinking what I'm thinking, but I, I'm about ready for that mellow yellow. Yes, we are desperately out of time. And now coming down the rampway, it's Diamond. She's got a mellow yellow in one hand and uh, a wash rag in the other. I don't know what that's about, but here comes Lola Shivani, and she comes in covered all in dog hair. They are going to go one-on-one. The loser has to sleep with Tony Shivani, and neither woman wants to put their shoulders to the mat. My God, we're desperately out of time. We'll see you next week on What Happened When. We're coming to you on the MLW Radio Network, and we're coming exclusively on Patron. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. What happened with... What are you doing? Uh, Mom? Yes? What are you doing here? I came up to see my new baby granddaughter. Oh, that's this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought I thought you weren't coming till later. Okay, well. No, I'm here. Oh, well. And I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would be too. Uh, well, I'm uh, I'm just practicing my Conrad. I was I was doing a promotional consideration read for Dad. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Conrad. <laughs> well, I, th- I thought maybe do something different, mix it up. Okay. Try, try to right. impersonate a redneck. I don't know. 
<laughs> roll Tide. I know it's Gold Dogs, but it's Roll Tide for him. Do you want to continue with what you're doing? Sure. Um, well, I'll just, I guess I can just read it by my, like, normally. Boxagimmicks.com with new items each week. The official store of what happened when, something to wrestle with, 83 weeks, and Grillin' JR. Log on and get your gimmicks for the wrestling fan in your life. Or something for yourself. Yeah. And by patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. If you want to be a low-key big hog or a glass-bottom boat rider, member of the Hot Tag Express, or even Slapdick Nation, you got to join Conrad and Dad with bonus podcasts, behind-the-scenes videos, live weekly chats, and new content each week. And, and by the most important thing is lowestrules.com. Oh, know? most definitely. My claim to fame. Obviously. Mm-hmm. And that's where people can log on and get all their t-shirts for what happened when. And by and by Starcast Three, Hi. Star yeah, Starcast is returning to Chicago on Labor Day weekend, August 29th through September 1st. For more information, go to Starcast.com. I'm gonna be there, Mom. Are you gonna come? No. You should come. I should not. No, come. No. No, no. you should. I don't want to go to Chicago. I do. Well, good, go. But come with me. No, I'm gonna stay with the baby, and I've gotta stay with the dogs. Besides, your dad will be there. I'm going all weekend. I'll see you guys at StarCast 3. Mom, you should come. All right. You have a good time. All right. Bye.